welcome to East of Lake Merritt. We're back. The film in question today. A film in question? <laughs> <laughs> you already, you already stoned already? Uh, <laughs> kind of, no, not really. Not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are, we're back in the swing of things. Uh, took a, a week off. A week off? Yeah. Well, they won't notice nice. that too much when we yeah. release it. So well, I for think... us, it was, uh, we were given some uh, movies to watch yeah, last yeah. time. Um, did we watch them? Um, yeah. Well, what's on today? The Oscars or something? Well, the, oh yeah. yeah, there's this thing called the Oscars. No one, no one cares anymore. <laughs> I mean, they, they keep firing everyone who wants to work for them. So, yeah. and then, you know, but they should do the right thing and literally and give uh, give give all the awards to Spike Lee. That's all I gotta say. Give give all the awards to Spike Lee or Black Panther, either one. <laughs> Black Panther, yeah, it can win Best Picture. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Judd Apatow. But uh, hey, Steve, uh, what movie are we watching today? A cable guy. Oh, that's right. Oh, From man. 1996, it is Jim Carrey, Ben Stiller, Matthew Broderick, Leslie Mann. <laughs> Leslie Mann. <laughs> Love Leslie Mann. This is this is the Judd Apatow Leslie Mann like re- like connection story. So no. this is where all knocked up and this is 40 begins. That yeah, was like his first, one of his first writing credits, even though he yep. didn't get credit for no. writing it. No. Was, um, some loopholes around. Well, you know, he's, he's a producer. Yeah. Let's, let's give him, let's <laughs> yeah, give him the producer good. job. He, he makes things happen, you know, whether or not, you know, a WGA. Coors Light. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I guess this is, uh, again, uh, Chris introduced uh, us as East of Lake Merritt, but let's do a little uh, intro on each person here, uh. We go around Mr. DJ over there on the corner. Yeah, my name is Stephen Madison. This is Chris Lortz. And this is Benji Carver. I think I'm awake today. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Well, welcome back to uh, East of Lake Merritt, the Oakland's only film podcast, I believe. I had this double check <laughs> last night uh, at the oh, film really? festival I was at. Uh, oh, nice. My friends over at the Overlook Theater, uh, Russell Fisher. And uh, Clark Little, and I was like, "Hey, I might be doing a little thing you might be hearing about in a couple months. Yeah. So this might be it." So, and they're like, "Oh, really?" It's like, "There's nothing out in Oakland." I know. So, <laughs> that's good. That's but good if there is someone out in Oakland, please hear. contact me. I, yeah. I will come to your house and we'll, we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the cable guy. Yeah. When, when was the first time anyone has seen the, the cable guy? Oh man. Or do you remember? I do. I do remember seeing it. Um. My mom took me to see it, uh, and I was like in fifth grade, I believe, and uh, we were kind of pre-warned that it was a little different, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Um, I actually didn't find it very funny. I felt like there was this sort of this kind of dry humor that I wasn't quite accessible to. It wasn't uh, like Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison or, or Ace Ventura, you know, more accessible humor, but uh, I think really what threw me off was when the, uh, we'll get to it later as we're watching it but the dream sequence was what really freaked the hell out of me as a kid when i was like what is going on in this movie my what am i watching has a very um, evil dead kind of vibe to it i oh think man. <laughs> I, I did not That's know that reminds that, me of now, I think. that dream sequence is insane it's really good um by the way double trouble uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is actually i wish the it was the whole movie comment, yeah <laughs> this I think this beeline story is is quite brilliant. Yeah, the Stan, the Sam and oh, Stan yeah. sweet. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Story. Oh my god! This trial we're, yeah. we're following throughout the movie, ultimately leading to the verdict. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of entertaining. Ben Stiller is playing twins. 
And is, uh... Twins! Being prosecuted for his crimes. Twins! Uh, but yeah. Um, first time I saw this, uh, also, uh, I think when it came out, um... I think my mom took me to see it, and uh, this is fresh after Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, so it's just like, that's like the last movie I saw him in before this, and then, uh, definitely liked it, um, yeah, I didn't really, I don't remember laughing too much, uh, like, watching this, but... It's not uh, a very funny movie, it's, it's, it's just, I think it hits a little too close to home sometimes. <laughs> it just kind of struck me as, um, kind of like a stalker movie, but, you know... With Jim Carrey, and his his acting and his lisp um, that he puts on for this movie is just, just I think he does a really good job in creating a different character we've never seen. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, being kind of not let down, but just more like thinking about this performance in this movie. Um, definitely, uh, I think it took me off of Jim Carrey movies for a while after that. Until, I think uh, Jim Carrey got off of Jim Carrey movies after this for a while. So, uh, I mean, they say uh, I think this is right before Truman Show. Yeah, so. yeah, and where he kind of switched it up a little bit and uh, kind of plays like an opposite character in that movie, where he's not a cable guy, but he's you know he's in the TV. Yeah, we're, yeah he's stuck he's in the TV. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a reverse poltergeist, but uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I feel like this is the movie that kind of <laughs> that kind of just. Got him set on a different, uh, a different track, and I think. Uh... I think an artist, though, I think in a lot of ways wants to keep changing, and I think he. I mean, this is also the movie that gave him the first twenty million dollars. You know, he kind of wrote yeah, his own check yeah, yeah. for this, and I think you know a record he, at the time, I believe he yeah. was he hated making uh, when nature calls because of just it was essentially just in the contract he had to do it. Yeah, um, and I think he was looking to broaden his horizons, and I think comedy maybe wasn't ready yet for the next generation of Jim Carrey but Mm -hmm. I think now looking back at it like definitely is the turning point and might be the the masterpiece of the 90s uh that we kind of forgot about or we're like nah there's something wrong with this movie there's something really demented (laughs) about it (laughs) there is but I don't know that's it's a movie that I would always uh want to rewatch after it came out it's kind of weird but it's always on. on it was always kind of dangerous yeah. for me because I, I feel like it hit close to home because I think I identify a lot more with Chip Douglas than than, uh, than, than anybody else and just uh, just want a friend, don't I? Just want a friend. Yeah. Um, hence why I always offer to I'll come to your house. <laughs> so. Look at the guy who runs away like oh, like yeah. a, like a kid and he just made his friend. <laughs> Uh, Steve, what, yeah. what, do you remember uh, the first time you watched this? Yeah, uh, that was around the time I think my family was like mainly doing like pay per view for for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so we didn't see it in the theater, but we caught this on pay per view. I think it was uh, this one and Biodome probably ruined paper pay per view chances for my my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Their options. That sounds like an ama- amazing amount of options there. Yeah, but, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I think Kingpin should have been thrown in that that loop. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I saw Kingpin in the theater. Oh, um, yeah, I got one of the very few one. people. Yeah, I didn't actually saw the theater. I yeah. have not. Yeah, um, well, was, uh, but yeah, I I just always remember the uh, I think the, the medieval times uh, <laughs> yeah. scene in the middle. Uh, that one was always just kind of a memorable moment, uh, and yeah. I think uh, what was the line that he he does? He's like playing with the drumsticks and shit. Oh, uh, like the. 
Like the science Silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he puts the, chicken, <laughs> yeah. the fried chicken skin on his face. That shit cracked me. Tony <laughs> Robbins videos. <laughs> yeah, he's almost about to buy this. He wants to buy yeah, this. Yeah, Tony, Tony, like, Tony. Fix my life. And then all of a sudden, right <laughs> as he's dialing, Jim Carrey yells out his window. He's just like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always, like, I have this moment, and it's coming up soon when he, like, leaves multiple messages on his phone. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not told, like, etiquette, like, you just have to learn on your own. Like, I think you've always had that moment where you called someone multiple times. Mm-hmm. Until the point they're just like, hey, can you not call yeah. anymore? <laughs> just don't pick up. <laughs> so. Yeah, especially, like, as a kid when, you know... <laughs> That's how you get a hold of your friends, and they yeah. would always call, and it's like, you're not really, you don't want to hang out or anything, the phone just keeps ringing. And then ringing, yeah, yeah. And then your, <laughs> and your then, parents would be like, what? And the parent finally like, it is 10 o'clock at night, like, what are yeah. you trying to call my son for? I'm like, I don't know, I just want a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to see a flick? <laughs> oh, man. Sleepers in Seattle, girls are suckers for it. <laughs> I still have never seen that movie. I, nor, nor do I really. I actually care have not. That movie. <laughs> I, I just know my mom. I think got married twice to that movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's one that every, everyone's mom has seen. Everyone's mom, yeah, for sure, and yeah. usually girlfriend and shit. They usually see it. Yeah, but shouldn't we just all watch Joe vs. the Volcano? Same cast, you know. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> like I have a better movie with the same cast. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah. It's part hey. of the uh, contract. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, call back like... to Top Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the dish. The giant dish. Speaking of pay-per-view, <laughs> there you go. I wonder if that's a model. I think it's a model. Like a miniature. Yeah. This was like the most expensive thing they shot for yeah. this movie. was yeah. the whole tying what? it back to the, the dish sequence. Yeah. It could it's be really, real. Yeah. But uh, I, would, like I would assume, like, them, like, yeah, shooting on it. the scenes on it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the stage. Yeah, because, like, look at it right there. It, right looks, added. it kind of looks like a, yeah, It's like a planetarium shot. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right here, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a big <laughs> one. <laughs> and all, by the way, we're watching this in Espanol, so, uh, jugaré morocamba con mi amigo en Vietnam. He's, like, one of the guys the that saw, saw everything coming. He's just, like, it's... The, the future is now. There's a good, there's, I always there was this Jim Carrey comment. I always or joke I would, would tell people as a kid growing up. Like I had multiple addresses too, and I said, "Oh, I kind of relate to this." And he'd always tell the story about his dad being like, you know, they were homeless growing up, and they mm-hmm. lived in Canada, so it just was like one gigantic camping trip. Yeah. So they never knew it. But of course, you know, he'd tuck them in at night and be like, "All right, son, well now, uh, now climb in the dumpster." So, yeah. so it's just always. I was like, oh, I can relate to that. No, yeah. my parents never had me live in a dumpster. So <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Wow. Again, this movie unlocks a really weird vessel in my life. I think that's why I was kind of like, "Ah, oh, this movie scares me." <laughs> I just want a friend. <laughs> this is Jerry Springer's final thought on Friday's show. That was a good line. Before Springer was uh, was king of a uh, fight media. Yeah. So, mm. did you know that Chris Farley was originally supposed to to be the cable guy? Mm. Yeah. You have a little little something on that there, Chris. Well, or? actually, I read that uh, it was actually supposed to be Ben Stiller, but he won you know because he's directing it, but he could he found it hard to direct and uh, act at the same time. Oh, really? So. They wanted just to recast it, and uh, I guess, like, huh. the first person they asked was Chris Farley, but he didn't want to do it. 
due to uh, Tommy Boy being a, a huge success. Okay. And then, like, he mm. thought he, they were probably going to do, like, a sequel for it or, like, another mm. David Spade movie. But uh, that didn't end up happening, so. Yeah, he they died. Got, they just paid $20 million for. Uh... <laughs> he just died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't... Wasn't, wasn't he supposed to be uh, Shrek as well? Mm-hmm. Or the original oh, wow. Shrek? I, uh, I, I saw mm. prototypes of it once. As there was a church family member um, that worked for Pixar when I was growing up, and they showed us as like a youth group meeting, like showed us old stills of what they were working for. He looked just a little more like bluer and um, it was like a different, it was a different like little tones to it and stuff like that. But it almost looked, almost looked like they, they modeled more of it after Chris Farley. They just oh, made yeah. little, little sh- like, yeah, he just shades of color where they changed <laughs> on it. Yeah. So from blue to green. Yeah. So, huh. Huh. I don't know. I just remember that and be like, oh yeah. So, <laughs> tragedy of Chris Farley, everybody. So, sorry, sir. But mo- most of the actors or the cameos in this are being uh, re- kind of like recycled from the Ben Stiller show. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's actually yeah. got a lot of that that style to it. Um, one thing I think is that Matthew Broderick for me is also like miscast. I think if you had Ben yeah. Stiller in the role, and and then you because I think that would make more sense actually. Ben Stiller is is the character that Broderick plays. What's his name by the way? Um, um Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> I think that would have been. I think that that's the dynamic. Steven? But then I think that would have been interesting. But he said like he had an issue with directing. So that's what he yeah. said. Oh, I guess yeah. he didn't want to mess up. It was his first big gig. I think he did Reality Bites before this. So that's why. Oh was, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Reality Bites. Yeah. Yeah. Which he so. also started. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it was just hard. Maybe yeah. It was something. something with the studio or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of money. It was originally supposed to be like a smaller movie, and then like this whole twenty million dollar budget yeah. or twenty million dollar check that he was given. I mean, it's like half the the movie's budget. Was yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like he's calling the shots essentially. Uh, Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good. Uh... Super skinny young Jack Black <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> running around. This scene kind of makes it breaks with me for the basketball scene. I think it's. It, I think I don't know. Like it seems like it's from another Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Like, this is like the scene where like we need some like old Jim Carrey moments of just him being obnoxious, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. fit with the rest of the movie. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it's just like uh, I'm gonna go with the guys and play basketball. And yeah, like there. this whole like, the him warming up. Like he obviously st- like followed uh, Steven there. I lo- I actually really like this scene. But does it feel like it's from another Jim Carrey movie? I feel like it's like totally, yeah. a nicer, lighter film. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like probably the brightest uh, scene we've got so far. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's in the gymnasium. And it's supposed to be this story takes place in Seattle or something or somewhere like in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, because it's always kind of rainy. Yeah. I didn't, but it was filmed in Culver City. Culver City, Long California, Beach, Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. the driest places in California yeah well not recently but oh, yeah, um, not recently. <laughs> I can attest to that coming back from there so um, who was the uh, DP on this his name is uh, Robert Brinkman I, I, I looked at the
So I had to look up who Robert Brinkman was. Come on, man, Encino Man. Jerky That's what it was. Encino oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was like only a handful and, of movies. And Screwed. Screwed, yeah. The, the, oh. the rare Norman Donald Dave Chappelle yeah. movie. And uh, a good little movie I love uh, called Sugar and Spice. Oh. Uh, these cheerleaders who, in order to pay for one of their uh, their squad sisters' pregnancies, they rob <laughs> several banks. Yeah, yeah this, this part is great. You stepped <laughs> on a ladder right there. <laughs> so you get that junk. <laughs> and uh, Rules of Attraction. Oh, he also shot Tenacious D's Pick of Destiny. Mm. Oh, Pick of Destiny. Oh, yeah, and then he became like TV. Just all TV. Very little Chihuahua mm. too. <laughs> Seems like he's got a job, but not really taking home any pride in that, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Props to Sugar and Spice, though, by the way. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. That's that. That's a fun little movie. I wish more people would like. That was like something that slipped through the New Line's crack, you know, kind of thing. Of, uh-huh. of like they made it and then they like released it like three years after it was made because mm. it capitalized on some of the stars that were in it. Mm-hmm. And then and then, but no one, no one quite knows about that movie. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's got some good Conan O'Brien jokes in it. <laughs> I feel like I caught that one like either at Blockbuster or man. I don't know. It must have been on like. It's a Blockbuster find. That was uh, yeah. back in the day where it was like that and. Um, <laughs> What's the other one? Well, like Rules of Attraction, I think falls into that too. Where I think uh-huh. just the marketing for those these movies, like Lionsgate, like they if you were near like a megaplex in a major city, you might have heard about it. But if you were like in a smaller town, yeah. you, and but you worked for a video store or went to the video store, you'd be like, oh, what's this movie? I don't even know about it. Yeah, you wouldn't and, even know. And yeah. you're like, let me give it a shot. And it's actually like, oh, it's a really good dark comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Something about this movie is that I think it's like what is kind of what you also don't want your mainstream films to be, is a, a dangerous kind of film. Yeah. Which, again, is like this sort of element of, I, I came here to have a good time, and in the end I left with, like, did I just watch Fatal Attraction? Like, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, it's, it, there's, there's just a lot of things going on in this movie where it's like, uh, <laughs> this, if, if, if this is, like, clearly whoever made this movie, someone's quite going through something in their life or processing, mm. but I think for a mainstream film, it, I mean, I'm just surprised they got away with so much on that because of, like, yeah. the, I guess because of the $20 million check that he got. But I think in the scene, I'm like, like, I wonder if that also, like, I don't know. I'm like, trying to, like, looking at it in the serious, yeah. a serious way, um, I think uh, Jim Carrey has these weird moments where it, it feels like he's being broken up with. Like, it's like, you know, like, the, mm-hmm. like this relationship that... Um, he doesn't want to give up, and he just... <laughs> well, look like right here. Like right hey! Here. And he shows up all distraught, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, hi. Hi. <laughs> There's something He disconnects his cable so, because he doesn't get in touch with them. He's ignoring them, so he, he gets back at him by taking away his cable when his, yeah. his girlfriend comes over. <laughs> he's jealous. <laughs> but, like, like, the scene, also the scene when, uh, you know... He, he just beats up a guy in the bathroom. Like, if you look at it in a serious way, it's like, whoa, <laughs> that is a uh, pretty intense uh, to go through for somebody, you know. If you marketed this movie, I think maybe not as a comedy, people yeah. would not have been like, well, like, oh, this is weird. But like, I think the movie's marketed as like, it's zany, it's curious, it's funny. Like, you watch the trailer. Yeah. I remember back yeah. in the day, like, it was like him, like with the drill, like, Ooh, like, yeah. and then you're like, and then, and then you see this movie, you're like. No, this is about stalking. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. a stalker movie. <laughs> like, and there's really nothing funny about stalking people. Like, at the end of the day, it just 
It just ends badly, I would say. They're like, if you liked Ace Ventura, here's Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, my God. Here's my dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, or like it's more of a guy with a mental uh, illness than it is a... It's like Buffalo Bill, essentially. But in the end, don't you prefer this more over than a guy talking through his ass? I mean... No, I do. That's true. That's that's probably why I like that. I thought it was... uh... I think maybe when you get older, because at first you don't get the themes so much uh, that's going on. I mean, when you're a kid, you know, when he talks through his ass in Ace Ventura, you're like, that's the best thing ever! Yeah, it's, he's definitely uh, definitely likable, but scary at the same time, oh, which man. is kind of hard balance to do. So enjoy the flick. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, I don't know how this happens, but there's a camera, uh, a secret camera that he's filming them on. Oh. Because he, he ends up using it for like blackmail later yeah. on. And yeah. I was like, how did he get that camera in there? He's the cable guy. I know. I know. He's well, the oh, cable yeah. When he was guy. setting up the house, he put. But isn't that crazy? Like, he set up a camera in there? It's because he is a reverse <laughs> poltergeist. Yeah, he is a reverse chance. <laughs> in some ways, everyone who's watching TV in the in Truman Show is in the cable guy. Like, that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Well, there's so. just some little things like that. If you took it a little bit more seriously, you'd be like, what? Well, how is that even possible? Or, like. Yeah. How's he doing this? Why is he doing this? Oh yeah, this? it's this. He's living in his van, down by the <laughs> river. <laughs> oh, and it goes to the flashback yeah. scene. Oh yeah, his childhood. <laughs> Once upon a time in the West style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I was watching that's, earlier, that's a good so that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, this this is pretty much my childhood right here. <laughs> so to some extent, it was mine too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, mom. Oh, yeah. She's going out for a while. (laughs) Okay. That's why mom has to go to happy hour. (laughs) I guess that's supposed to be Kathy Griffin, but you can't really notice. Oh. (laughs) Somebody over, or uh, Lynn Shea. It's always Lynn Shea. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, All the channels. Play Misty for me. Oh, yeah. A classic, uh, a classic stalker this, movie. This is well. This is essentially. <laughs> this is the male version of Play Misty yeah, for yeah. me. I mean, that's. I think the ori- one of the original ideas was it was going to be uh, a woman uh, instead of uh, Matthew Broderick. Oh yeah, but they didn't want to make it like a. Uh, yeah. it, it's like <laughs> too creepy there. Yeah. Well, it is Matthew Broderick. I mean, he is kind of feminine to begin with. So, <laughs> I just can't believe like the same guy who was Ferris Bueller. Is Matthew Broderick like Matthew Broderick yeah. and Ferris Bueller is yeah. so cool, and then every other movie after that is just like it's, there's there's a clone. I think that there's like a, <laughs> a twin twin brother, you know something's going on there. Like yeah, he's, 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 he's like replaced. He's just like, a, he's just like this wimpy actor yeah. character. Like I mean, he's horrible in Godzilla. Like yeah. Oh hey Janine. I don't I don't really like in Ferris Bueller. I didn't think he was that cool, honestly. Really? Maybe because I didn't grow up with that movie, but I watched it like. A year ago or two years ago, and I didn't think he was as cool as they depicted him. He's got this confidence in it that I'd never seen in any other movie he's done. Like, all those other yeah. characters always have like this really like weird backbone. Like, they're just really squirmy. And just weak. well, you can do a yeah. lot. Which, yeah. like, you know, like the the scene at the end of the the, the parade or whatever that that takes a lot. The parade? Like, yeah, in this movie? No, no, in uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, it's Ferris Bueller. Yeah, <laughs> but the, yeah, I was like, it, that's that's yeah, that's kind of a big scene. It, oh yeah. Yeah, the... <laughs> he like he like hit his peak of uh, bravado. <laughs> like, it's just like... weird. It's like, and then oh yes, Senor Andy Dick, everybody. Oh yeah, so this is like the Ben Stiller show, like the best up Ben Stiller show going on. 
Andy Dick is uh, what, what this guy would be like the announcer or the the what, what's like the word I'm looking for the dungeon master. The dungeon master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the king, if, 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 uh, if Andy Dick is the dungeon master in like an S and M situation, I am totally leaving because it's just gonna not end good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would Medieval Times like? Did, are there any Medieval Times still around? I think they just sold off. They sold them off. Yeah. Well, I think they're still there. Um, Probably in Orange uh, County. I think it's yeah, the Orange County right? one might still yeah. be there. Like the whole Which, appeal is. I'm sure this is the Orange County one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> this is this is definitely tripping me out that this is like the Ben Stiller <laughs> show, like, best of. Uh-huh. With Janine and, and yeah. Andy and everybody is, was kind of. Is Bob kinda... in this? Yeah, he, yeah. Is, yeah. he plays. Uh, he plays his brother, uh, or Steven's brother. Yeah, oh, yeah, and that, that great. And, that uh, great David scene. Cross is. Uh, yeah, one of the guys that worked at his work in the billboard. Yeah. <laughs> of the land. <laughs> <laughs> looks like something I watched earlier. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Other face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. God, this movie's uncomfortable. Medieval Times uh, duel, and he keeps uh, changing the subject back. Like, no, let's just keep uh, paying attention. We're about to be, <laughs> and then they get their names announced, and all of a sudden now they have to fight each other to the death. <laughs> I think most of the people who are probably listening to this probably know this movie, and they're like, "Oh man, I don't know how I feel about this movie." Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I think there's a lot of fans for it if you if you take a look back at it. <laughs> but yeah. All the Star Trek references. Is the, yeah. <laughs> score, like, perfectly to it. Yeah, I think... I don't know. Like, like, this like, why don't you just this guy, like, walk away? Like, this clearly is a guy with mental issues. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like... He's like, I'm not listening to you right now. I know. The name is Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I think also just, like... 
Maybe there's no people in the background. There, there are, there are, there's nobody <laughs> there here. Oh, there's there. just, there. Now there's not people. Yeah, they're like, we can't afford all these extras right now. <laughs> Jim took their paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, now there's a bunch of people in the background. Oh, there's people oh, in the close oh, shots. Yeah, there's no, people there's, there. No, there's yeah. just that one. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like a... That's a cool shot. They, like <laughs> reshoot or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think he just kind of taunts him because he wants him to fight him. But in a, in a way, it's good for for Steven because he's you know he's <laughs> I think like it's this a, loser it's a sociopath. Like, it's yeah. a guy who's a sociopath. That's yeah. all it is. I mean, in the, the day, and he doesn't have any friends, yeah. so that's why he hooks everyone up with the, with cable. Yeah, because that's his connection. In some ways, you can make it in, into a uh, his a. Uh, his Freudian attitude of uh, injecting everyone <laughs> with the power of cable, yeah. so he's a he has a godlike power. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but then, uh, oh man, then, yeah, this <laughs> this fucking movie. <laughs> I think that's a common theme with Jim Carrey, though. It's always like trying to impress somebody or trying to, like, basically grow up. At the same time. Except um, for Ace Ventura. Except for Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, it's in the mask. It's it's him getting out of yeah. his shell. Mm. Dumb and Dumber, it's... <laughs> I think he's kind of there. <laughs> I, I think he's trying to, but at the same time, these characters are just so, like... You know, they're out there. The first time you see... Well, the first movie, like, they're clearly... They're just oblivious to everything. Second, that, that sequel, man, it feels like that they, they're in on the joke this time. <clears throat> What, when Nature Calls? No, Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh, Dumb and Dumber 2. two. Never saw it. Yeah, like, there's just scenes that just seem like they were just playing, like, it's like the pranks are just, like, Flat. they're in on. Oh, yeah. And then like, what makes it funny, I think, is that it's so, they're just so oblivious in the first movie to yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they still, like, do things like the the great moment, you know, and Mr. Peter Fairley, uh, <laughs> shining moment of, uh, of Jeff Daniels on the toilet. <laughs> kind of thing. It's like... Yeah. The extent was, of, like, the pranks they pull. Wow. But, yeah, that was a big prank back in the day, I remember. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. How did he get changed so quick? I don't know. They just put a different helmet on him, I think. It's a movie! <laughs> <laughs> it's the magic of movie house. Movie. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Moviephone here. You ever heard that one? <laughs> Who actually, like, movie phone, was that, like, you had to pay for that, or? No, 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 you just call them up. It was like a star 69 to find movie uh, times. And it just or went, through, one, one. went through all the times. Yeah. It's it, really slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were trying to figure out, but it made, like, a killing for a minute. <laughs> like, and then, yeah. eventually the internet happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. But it's still a thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, movie it, phone? But it's just, like, online now, or? Like, Let's look they, it up. I think they still like advertise for it. Siri, does movie phone still exist? Movie phone, <laughs> movie phone is dead. Yeah. <laughs> is movie dead. phone showtimes? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh. It's just a search it. engine. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what are, I think Mr. Movie Phone's like, no, can't use my voice no more. <laughs> 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 Maybe Mr. Movie Phone was like Chip Douglas. He just wanted a friend. And he, and he couldn't get out. <laughs> that was his only connection. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mr. Movie Phone and Chip Douglas are the same person. Because, as we all know, his name is really Chip Douglas. Uh-huh. Yeah, you never find out his name. You don't know his name. He keeps changing it to Ricky, some other <laughs> reality. Ricardo. Some other uh, TV yeah. star. 
Yep. Which I think is cool that you never know his real name yeah. or his yeah. whole backstory or so anything like that. You is he God? It's kind of like... Is he God? God yeah, needs yeah. a friend. It's kind of like, <laughs> like Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> chaos. You don't know if the story is real or not? Oh, man. Yeah, maybe... Oh, look okay, at this. This is the scene that I thought was like you would in real life you'd be like, wait, wait. You broke into my house when we're together right now and put all this stuff in there. How'd you get in my house? Yeah. He, he doesn't even say anything Who else. Who the fuck about else? It. Yeah. Again, Who, Matthew Broderick totally miscast in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> if it was Ben Stiller, I'd probably feel like he'd be more twitchier about it. Like yeah. he has the right idea, like, you know, I can't take this, but But maybe maybe that's the point is like it it just takes a lot longer for the movie to get through because Matthew Broderick has no backbone. Yeah, I guess so. That's why he's. Oh, that's right. Because the opening, he like he asked his girlfriend to marry him, and she said no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she told him to move out. Yeah, into like the most like drone like apartment ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the grayest walls. It's very monotone. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> it's all gray black. Um, <laughs> Just like Chip Douglas's outfits. What? His wardrobe is definitely. <laughs> I think Chip Douglas is this. the supervisor. Also, he's the super of the building, probably. Or he so. had to use his own clothes because they couldn't afford any. For the picture. <laughs> I, so I feel like his clothes are really uh, like chic in this movie. Chic, uh, like hmm. big collar. Like he has like a an outfit for everything, kind of like uh, like more seventies kind of style. Well, that's the like, era of movies he used to, and TV used to watch. Was yeah, yeah. So there. I feel like that's what he's kind of reflecting. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't, uh, you don't we find out that uh, he doesn't actually work for the cable company? He's just like that is true. He's that just a true. fucking insane person. Well, like, you know, it, <laughs> he still has all these connections, and, yeah. and he knows all these things. I don't know why he just like he still has the cable band. Though. He's he like, stole it. I know how to. <laughs> he probably like. Yeah, built it out himself because he yeah. doesn't live. He anywhere. is God. Chip Douglas is God, <laughs> and he's looking for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is the prequel to Bruce Almighty. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, because remember he plays a newscaster in Bruce Almighty, yeah. so he is part of TV again. Huh. The world of TV. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. There you go. Here, here's here's the... Has all his friends show up. American to woman. House. Yeah. And it's funny, it's mostly old people because most old people are also people that are left alone yeah, and need yeah. friends. So He makes friends with them. He makes friends with the old people because they, <coughs> they watch TV 24 7. Yeah. That's why they're there. Preferred customers. <laughs> yeah. And now now Steven finds out his, his girlfriend is dating someone else. Yeah. We find it later to be. Mr. Owen Wilson of <laughs> the Wilson Brothers. <laughs> I must say his nose does look a little different in this movie. Uh, like this know. one in Anaconda, his, well, his nose kind of looked... Uh, Matthew Broderick is, did, did kill, accidentally kill a couple people like about six years before this, so maybe it might be redemption. <laughs> and oh, you heard about that story? No, I never heard of that. He, uh, him and his girlfriend are driving in Ireland, drunk, and they... Uh, Killed these two women accidentally, like ran over. Yeah, they're yeah across the street, and then they were thrown into uh, into jail. And I think that they were gonna charge them, and then he was able to escape the country, so he's supposedly banned from Ireland. Wow! So yeah, it's one of the the dark things of of Hollywood. So reverse Randy Quaid. 
Yeah. Reverse Rainy Quinn, I know. <laughs> I want to come back. I do. I do want to come back. Come on. Get me back here. They took my house. I was bound for Academy Ward. Dennis, help me get back. No. 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 <laughs> I tried. I tried. No. What movie no. was he nominated for? I think The Last Detail. Uh, yeah. The know. Jack Nicholson movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, let me double check that. I always feel like nomination, especially since Oscar, Oscar season, <laughs> Oscar season is around the corner, which will be like probably when you hear this is like two months from now in the Oscar season or something. <laughs> so um, I swear, Randy the Headbanger guy. <laughs> There's a, a funny uh, cameo that I found out about this movie. I'll, I'll mention it when he he goes up to sing, but it's a. Uh... <laughs> It was like, who is this guy? I couldn't put my finger on yep. it. And last detail. It Good. Last detail. Good or job, su- Benji. Su- supporting Good job. actor. Good job. Or main actor. <laughs> supporting. Nice. Yeah. It's Nicholson's movie. I think movie. she's into you. You directed it. Uh, Hal Ashby. Oh. From. Oh, that's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> from Harold and Maude. Yeah. And uh, and shampoo. Shampoo. Uh, and and so yeah so. Yeah. This movie, yeah. Well, I wonder what's up with this actress. She, she's nowhere now. Oh yeah, and there's Ben Stiller. Yeah, Jack Black. I mean, Jack, yeah. Sly, Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually looking pretty healthy here. Yeah. 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 He's all cut. Yeah. He's, he, <laughs> this was right. You've after, been working uh, out. I think it's the leather jacket. But yeah. <laughs> I think this was after he did Waterworld. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> his cameo in Waterworld. He was the, the, the gunner, the plane driver. Or, yeah. Oh, no, the pilot, I think. Because the gunner guy gets shot. Gunner guy said, yeah. But you can't even tell it's him besides his voice because he's so dirty and yeah. <laughs> like rough looking. <laughs> so how did you finally get that copy? I did. Oh, well, yeah. Have you watched all three versions now? No, I watched... I only watched the long one, the TV version. Yeah. Which, uh... I don't know if it's like... better. Oh, this guy right here, Raul. <laughs> does that look familiar? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Probably another guy from Ben Siller show. Well, he's actually uh, one of the orphans in the Warriors. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, like, he's that like... guy with the dirty eyeball. <laughs> he's got that squint. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of uh, Sons of the Lambs, Charles Napier over there, everybody who's yep. actually was the one who got actually his face, in it. Yeah. <laughs> face ripped off in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, tell us more about your water roll experience there, uh, Chris. Oh well. Yeah. Well, yeah. The TV version is uh, 40 minutes longer. Um, I noticed some things they do kind of cut out, like people, you know, getting shot, like point blank and stuff. Yeah. Like they kind of cut around that uh, a little bit, but um, it's just more like extended scenes, uh, kind of sprinkled throughout the movie, and then the very famous end shot of uh, the plaque on the ground and dry land is actually Mount Everest. And uh, kind of, oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I'd always remember that shot, and I was like, it always was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, <laughs> you know. But like, uh, in the as a studio exec, I would have been like, you don't need cut that, that. <laughs> eh, cut that part. This movie is three actually, hours. I think Cosner actually is one of the people who cut that out. He's just like, nah, you don't need that. Yeah, there's actually, it's a lot of the scenes are from like the end, like in Dryland, and then you know, yeah. Like you see the parents. Like, yeah, take this dirt. It's going to be worth, the, you know, there's plenty of dirt. Just come back yeah. whenever you need more. Something like that. It's like they just don't want him to leave. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, worth the, worth the, how long were you waiting that for? Yeah, a couple weeks. Because uh, they, they sent it twice, and I didn't get it twice. <laughs> the third time, I had to call him, and, uh, 
Yeah, they made it happen, but... What's up with this? It's just like, what is going on? I just want this one movie. <laughs> Two times? times really? Show. I don't know. They're like, you really want Waterworld? Yeah. You really <laughs> want Waterworld? Are you sure about this? <laughs> and when I, when I called, like, the guy that... I, I think I mentioned this on the last one, so I won't... But uh, yeah. he was all into it, like, oh, this is a classic, like... Yeah. What's going on here? I think that Mike guy might be Chip Douglas. <laughs> I think that's your Chip Douglas right there. <laughs> hey, man, you want to come over and uh, we can watch it together? <laughs> <laughs> he shows up your, uh, at your door. Yeah. Did you order it? To I, you? Brought it I brought it to you. <laughs> Again, one of the weirdest up. sex scenes ever in a, in a movie right here. Just like, <laughs> he's doing his ballad and then Matthew Broderick's getting like his head massaged. massaged. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we, he's like going, we got a big going crazy team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He actually gets credit for singing this song. Yeah. It's a, he actually sang it. He's he's quite good. He's, he could make his <laughs> living as a as a wedding singer if he would like to. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> like, all the background uh, just characters joke. dancing are just <laughs> yeah. so wacky. Yeah, it, it's very Ben Stiller. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And he just pops the... Kicks the door in to get a picture for blackmail later. See, he doesn't even say anything. He's just like, oh, oh, oh hey. and then they're just all dancing yeah, while he's right. getting, like, like banging the chip. They're it's banging together. Weird. It's like, what like, is this? Baby. <laughs> so, so random. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this, and, and this scene right here is kind of. Kind of like a weird relationship type of uh, oh, Ren Stimpy. Or like he's like cooking him breakfast in the morning. He's wearing he's wearing his sweater and like yeah. It's like did they sleep together too? Or like, like, good morning. Like that's how he's kind of like acting or like I don't know. Oh, not, 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 it is. It, oh, it's bit, very yeah. much yeah. It's very much like oh here you go, here's some breakfast. Had a good time last night. And then uh, he lays it on him. Hey, uh, do you uh, <laughs> see we're gonna hang out later? And then then you're like ah. <laughs> you kind of made this noise last night. It's just, I don't, I don't know. You kind of cried too much. <laughs> so, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta just say, you know, we, I think we need to see, need to break ties. <laughs> Those are some hot eggs. I know. <laughs> you got some steam going off them. It's like eh. take one. Yeah. Oh, one, he actually wants to cook it. <laughs> this is all one yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah. I think he was cooking it right before. Oh man, Ben Stiller being experimental for the for the nineties yeah. <laughs> comedy right here. So that is a prestige. <laughs> but he's just like joking with him. He's like, Yeah, of course, dude. You think people like that hang around me? <laughs> right, right. Because we see what, who his friends are. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Paul Gray. He kind of, he kind of like, oh man, that's just he blackmails him into it, kind of. I think. Hey, he just wants a friend, man. <clears throat> you just gotta. And he's and he's telling him he's like, no, she was fine. I I, I slept with her before to make sure she was top quality. <laughs> yeah. He's like that doesn't make any. Isn't that like, crazy? What? That's so crazy. And that's the first time I, he I actually the think he's lying there. Yeah. I do think I do think Jim Carrey's character Chip Douglas is is a virgin. I think there's there's highly oh, yeah. yeah like male like weirdness going on there where he's never had an intimate relationship with anybody there. Yeah, yeah he he'd probably not be as creep, creepy. <laughs> or yeah. he would not know he would know boundaries. He doesn't maybe he slightly. doesn't really throw that out there. 
But I think that's that's totally there. Like he only knows mm-hmm. sex through TV and movies, mm-hmm. so he's just kind of asexual almost. Almost. Oh, yeah. there we go. Isn't he then? Isn't he just God then? Again, goes there back to the go. God question. God <laughs> so has God. a cable van. <laughs> Bruce Almighty. So where's Steve Carell in this? Yeah. <laughs> that's where I'm waiting. Yeah. A, or like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Hello. This is the story of Chuck oh. Douglas. <laughs> oh man, this scene. I'm meeting someone here. <laughs> Worst disguise ever. <laughs> just like yeah. It's just a mustache. <laughs> this guy like looks over at him like because he looks like the Unabomber. Right? <laughs> yeah, he does. That's the drawing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Danny Trejo. Oh, it's like yeah. Danny Trejo's the attacked him. <laughs> Very very smooth walk in there. Yeah, because they're playing like some jazzy kind of music in it. If you didn't have that jazzy music, it would be a di- very different scene. Mm. <laughs> oh Wilson! Oh the Wilson yeah. brothers. And he's like he's playing kind of like the biggest dick too that you can ever like go oh, out with. <laughs> wow, that's really incredible. Yeah, let's talk about work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me about your work. I want to know. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got I got to go to the bathroom. All right. Yeah, I want to know. And but uh. <laughs> <laughs> he just has like costumes and uniforms in his van probably he's like Ernest Ernest yeah, yeah. P. World yeah totally <laughs> just I always have fake mustache or disguises <laughs> poor Leslie Man and all this just like stuck in between all this like yeah. shitty rom- rom-com stuff and just yeah. like psycho stalker movie yeah <laughs> Owen Wilson. She gets none of the interesting parts. No. Well, she got that scene at the the, the really sad scene at the end when she's on the, yeah. the side. Like, Can I go home now? <laughs> hey. She just wants to go home. Just Can we go home now. I think this might be the same diner as a uh, or restaurant as in Dumb and Dumber. In that dream sequence when he fights all those guys. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. <laughs> Same restaurant. How you doing, sir? Buenos noches, senor. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this kind of fits with the outfit right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna use the shitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? And just, just no. But he's like a really. He's like. He knows how to fight. It's funny. Yeah. He watched <laughs> like, kung fu as a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have a dialogue with someone as, as he's fighting him. Again, he's all powerful. He's omnipotent. He's God. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Olay. <laughs> so. When you hit him with the powder, it actually goes on on cue with the music. <laughs> kind of like oh. a oh, Three Stooges a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Psychopathic Three Stooges. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of uh, like the moving color a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. His physical comedy aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. 
It is funny, like, on Silent, like, you do appreciate the performance he gives, but it's, it's, it's actually beating the hell out of the guy. This part. My buddy, I, so I had, I had, so I had a high school friend who essentially, like, kind of was Chip place. Douglas. Yeah. And so, um, he loved that scene when he's like, yeah, suck it, suck the air out. Like, he always would, like, comment that on that all the time. kind of weird. I know, he's a weird dude. He also is a Marine now. Oh, wow. So, so um, his name was Mike, and uh, and so Mike like lived pretty much alone in his parents' like two story house. He had like a sister that come every once in a while, but he like have like everything he ever wanted. But he had like he had tons of like swords and guns and stuff like that, and like he'd, and then he had like he had like a rifle that he claimed that his grandfather wow. killed like a Japanese soldier with, and you look Whoa. at it, it's like there's Japanese like Jeez. symbols on like the rifle bunt, and you're like, um, okay. <laughs> But he, he loved he loved this movie, so, so, uh, and I think in some ways I'm a little bit like a Steven in the in the story with him. So. Yeah. But um, oh yeah, he, he yeah, Just, oh yeah, Eric Roberts, <laughs> I love you, Sammy. No, don't. I didn't brother. Really, oh brother, that's the guy from uh, Dark Knight. I didn't, know, I didn't really know who Eric Roberts was uh, until the Dark Knight, and then brother, now, now I see him. Sweet brother. <laughs> this getting sweet. UPN. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> UPN still exists. No, it became CW. Oh, WB right. and UPN came together and became CW. Oh. That's right. And uh, and then the world now has every DC comic book movie on TV. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, <laughs> what about Robin Harris? <laughs> he's trying to say that he's got an upgrade package for. Her. And she's like telling her, I didn't want cable, and he's just trying to ask her questions to get inside, get her to open the door, but she won't. He's just getting annoyed. Uh oh. <laughs> Aw, so sweet, Leslie Man. <laughs> what? It's <is, laughs> just like this is the part where he like he kills her, and then where's her skin? <laughs> that's, the, that's the alternate cut. Yeah, here's the part, yeah, where he gets the the video camera. And it's all about fiber well, I mean, optics, man. Well, I mean, I see, like, at her house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a birthmark or a tattoo? That is a tattoo. That is a tattoo. Smashing pumpkins, man. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> tie, it like in, <laughs> tie it all in there. This movie does have a, a very 90s grunge uh, kind of soundtrack, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to my friend Mike. Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, Mike, uh, I think, related a lot to this character. I think he needed a friend in his life, and I was his friend for a while. So I actually still talk to Mike. He's, and, uh, he's doing all right, but uh, maybe uh, maybe he's being someone else's cable guy now. <laughs> so, so. Those reverse poltergeists. Oh, man. He's basically, he's basically just guilting her into going back with him, mm-hmm. saying how much he talks about her and all that. I think it would have been interesting <laughs> if he had gone with longer hair for this character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the crew cut? Yeah. Because I feel like the crew cut for me is like, represents like 50s, 60s like kids in movies, like TV shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, so it makes sense. Father his best yeah. haircut, yeah. Like again, he's, he's everything's modeled after something he saw on TV. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. How he walks, how he talks, and 
Yeah, the list is not even of, really. <laughs> a lot of references to. He doesn't even have a lisp actually. It's. Yeah, I always wonder, I wondered if he fakes it, if if this is just for show. Yeah, it's it's to like have them like so like people usually when you have like stuttering or sort of verbal like oral problems, people tend to have sympathetic sympathetic you know like situations, but want to listen to you more, be like, oh yeah yeah yeah, oh, this person's trying, this person's uh-huh. trying. I feel like that's like again it's, it's again he's pulling pulling the card of sympathy. Because he kind of does that at the end where he's like, oh, my lisp is gone. And then, like, when they're fighting at the end and he punches him and it comes yeah. back. Yeah. Or, like, he just drops it again after that. Goes back yeah. to it. There you go. So I don't know if that's... Ricky! Was Ricky that... Ricardo! <laughs> Man, this movie. Like, so many things. It's like... <laughs> Cherish it, Robin. <laughs> This is where he says, uh, free cable is the ultimate aphrodisiac. <laughs> makes it makes her want to go back to him. <laughs> That's all it was. You just had to give her some cable, man. It's like, shit, he, you let him into the house? <laughs> like, And he knows that he ha- had to have been there. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he doesn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he no say back. anything ever. Because he's such, no he has no backbone. Yeah. <laughs> So just, I was noticing that. I was like, lame as, like, why? Like, he keeps letting this in. Oh, but it's okay so because schmuck. we might be getting back together. Yeah. So, oh, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he plays along with it a little bit. Matthew Broderick, like, uh, burned out his cool points, I think, with uh, with Ferris Bueller. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was like, it, it was right after that. It was just, like, literally everything. Yeah. It's funny. You're right. It's like, why is Jack Black? Soundgarden, <laughs> he has a Soundgarden shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Another grunge <laughs> reference. Yeah, yeah. That's, probably, that's probably who they're gonna go see uh, that night. But he says, "No, I can't go." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the nod. Wait, <laughs> is that is that his car? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a convertible. Yeah, it's old old VW. So maybe I'll bring my cable guy. <laughs> <clears throat> But I think this is a funny, uh, well, a dark kind of breakup scene again when, uh, yeah, Chip just pops out of the, the side right here. Watch, see, he's like all soaked and wet. <laughs> hey, I got her back for you. Let's be friends again. But this time he does have backbone, and he kind of tells him, he's like, no, I, I don't have any more room for any more friends. I can't mess this up again." Yep. He actually tells him. What about my friend? <laughs> We're friends, right? Friends, friends. <laughs> yeah, he, he's having trouble getting it too. He's just like, so what are you trying to say? <laughs> so you want to go to the movies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he just had that like boyish like like gaze. He's like. <laughs> Yeah, just like the, the open. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's about to stab him.
<laughs> yeah, we're like an hour into the movie. Yeah. It yeah. Took, him, took him an hour to finally tell him to get lost. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in it. It's really good. <laughs> oh, we're, yeah, about an hour. Yeah. Should we, uh, you want to take a break? Or... Cable Guy. Man, I've, I've really have shifted in my seat quite a bit watching this movie. So, um, so this scene right here where he goes to uh, Steve's family's house, I can relate to a lot. I think sometimes people think I am like a Chip Douglas to them or a Larry Tate, I guess is now his name. He's going by. So, so yeah. But, uh, oh man, yeah. This thing. He's like the life of the party. You gotta, you gotta man. You gotta impress. You gotta impress the, but, the other family, but he's he's won over his girlfriend. Oh, too, there's Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, that's his. There part. he is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's George Siegel. Mm-hmm. I think David Cross is in this too, right? Yeah, yeah. he's one of the guys in the yeah. board members. Yeah, right? in the back. Yeah. Porno yeah. <laughs> 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 <Pull no> password. <laughs> So this, this scene makes you uncomfortable, Chris? You don't like this scene? No, I mean, well, watching this uh, with my mom, I think, uh, in the theater when it, when it came out. Yeah. It was... What are you watching this movie, Christopher? What is in this movie, Christopher? Christopher, don't listen to this. It was an awkward scene. Yeah. Yeah. She, didn't, she never said anything about it, but like we, we both liked it at the end of the day. But I wonder we, if they... I was just kind of like... 
this is I wonder if they did that on purpose. Like, <laughs> like how they marketed it. Because like, I, I felt kind of like him, how he feels with his, and, and yeah. like his parents are totally yeah. fine with it, or like everyone's fine with it, but him, you know. The word is <laughs> nipple. And they're not really going really outrageous, you know, but I can see <laughs> he just, he's just doing it to get under his skin. He had it all planned out. Even though uh, his sweater, uh, Jim Carrey's sweater, reminds me of uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's a beautiful day just, in the just, neighborhood. Just saw that documentary <laughs> yeah. the other day. Was, oh, yeah? Did really you cry? Good. Almost. Oh, yeah, uh, people people have been saying they've been crying about crying in that no, documentary. It's, yeah, it's 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 cool. I liked it a lot. I like that uh, that director made another one about Orson Welles recently. That was really good. Uh, um, can't remember the name of it right now, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's touching, right? It's touching. Yeah, it's touching. Right? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the childhood. Yeah. Watching him and Bob Ross. Nope. <laughs> you ever like, seen his son time. Steve Ross? Steve no, Ross? No. You should check out his photo of Steve Ross. We saw that recently. It's he's like the heavy metal version of Bob Ross. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's awfully quiet in here. Hmm. But, uh, hmm. have, has have anyone ever seen any of the Jim Carrey's uh like uh, his artwork, like his political uh, cartoons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. his uh. <clears throat> His bipolar artwork, he calls it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He's in his episodes, he paints. Because <laughs> he doesn't believe in uh, medication, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. Or, or, he did, or, uh... Find, finds an outlet for it. Uh, yeah, but I think we live in a world sometimes I think some people do need medication. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Um, there's, a few, there's a few reasons for medication. Yeah, there's a few <laughs> reasons for medication. Uh, not knocking your... Uh, your Ideology, Chris. No. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, please vaccinate your kids for Christ's sakes. Yes. <laughs> when you have kids. <laughs> or don't have kids. Or don't have kids. Yeah. It's, there's two ways around it. Don't listen to Jim Carrey <laughs> and his girlfriend saying you should not vaccinate. So. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So, last, last week's homework, we had some movies to watch, guys, right? Yes, we yeah. did. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, who wants to, to go first? Or should we just name them off? Uh, so I had a movie called True Romance. Some people might have heard about it. Some guy named Quentin Tarantino wrote it back uh-huh. in the day, and then a, a little, and then an older English gentleman named Tony Scott directed it. And didn't Tony he? Scott. He want uh, someone Scott. else to, to direct it at first, or was it, uh, or, was, or Harvey, Harvey Keitel was kind of involved with that? Uh, True Romance. Or no, that was Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, right? Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I mean, from what the story goes, True Romance is that it was part of a bigger script that also included Natural Born Killers and characters from like Pulp Fiction and uh, Reservoir Dogs. And then they, uh, Tarantino and his buddy who wrote it, um, it was called like The Open Road. Uh, mm-hmm. They decided to like they broke their writing partnership. Up and then so Tarantino just split the scripts up into a couple of them and he sold them off to uh, this sort of like Roger Corman type company and then you know for like fifty thousand dollars I think he got like for one of them. And, wow, um, that was his big uh, his yeah, first sell, right? First sell, he bought his uh, the ca- <laughs> um, the the Cavalier you see in uh, Pulp Fiction. That was the, his car. That, he that was his car. He bought off that, and so yeah, True Romance was that movie, but. Um, yeah, so that was my film. Uh, what, 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 you want me to go yeah, into more? If, if okay. You want to go, more, go, go into we'll, more? We'll dive into it. Yeah. Um, why do? You, what is that movie? Uh, one of your favorites? Um, I mean, I don't know if it's one of my, my favorite movies of all time, but I think it's an emotional pull. I feel like uh, with um, the notes that I kind of 
What's taking from the film is that it, it it's it's very this interesting dynamic. It's kind of also maybe even relates back to the cable guy a little bit. Um, is how do you make like psychos or psycho or psycho killers like sympathetic, more entertaining kind of thing? Because I mean, essentially, you know, the characters of Clarence and Alabama Worley, they're not the best people in the world. They're kind of the they've been marginalized yeah. by various things. She's a prostitute. Yeah. He's just sort of this fanboy who has like dark, violent fantasies about becoming like. You know, essentially, he's 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 Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver at times with Elvis's like ghost yeah. following him. Yeah. And so, um, so I think it's interesting, like how the movie sets itself up. I think if it was a, if it was directed by Tarantino or maybe by somebody else, it probably would have been just a like really violent, um, maybe even like just not so funny, entertaining like movie. It would have maybe had like a more of a certain edge to it that would have been for better or worse a, just a different kind of film. But I think what Tony Scott brings to the film is the sort of sensibility of it. it. First of all, it has to be entertaining, and so, so kind of basing off of that, and then going from like movies, uh, you know, essentially I see a lot of that like happening where um, there is the the spree killings of um, that are in the movie based off of Badlands in the 1950s. They kind of had spun from that from these like you know these two kind of marginalized you know young characters male and and they're also in a hetero relationship uh and then they sort of the only way to escape they have to shoot their way out and then they go on the road and make certain decisions that in the end might get them killed or might or might have them like right off into the sunset together but um but i think it also it's true a man's it also spun out like how natural born killers you kind of see them as almost like they're almost the same film, but one is like with the approach of how the media would kind of observe something like this, mm-hmm. and then um, then with uh, then with true romance being you know kind of the the more romanticized Hollywood version. It's funny I was just in Los Angeles last week and uh, was at the theater where they supposedly meet in the movie. It's the Vista. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Funny enough, if you watch the DVD, <coughs> there is a deleted scene of a dog walker. Uh, Usher, who's blind, uh, going into the theater telling him to leave, and that's actually played by Jack Black. So oh, Jack Black is also <laughs> um, in that. Um, but uh, just sort of other movies that kind of relate to it, that kind of put that perspective on, that I kind of just listed down, like Badlands, Natural Born Killers, Gun Crazy from the 1950s, and the Drew Barrymore remake, The Sadist, which is a, a 60s B-movie uh, with Arch Hall and shot by... Um, uh, Vilo Zygmunt, um, interesting little movie. It's interesting also, like, back then in the 50s and 60s through the 70s, you kind of have these characters that, like, Clarence and Alabama aren't uh, as sympathetic, or you find them as sympathetic, but they're, um, they're also, they, they get their comeuppance in the end, you know, kind of thing like that. And with, like, True Romance, you kind of develop this sort of, like, there's a, that insane, you know, fight scene with her, with uh, Patricia Arquette and, and James Gandolfini, where he just beats the living hell out of her, or she kills him. And it's this intense scene that kind of almost brings the movie into this other realm of, you know, sadistic violence. and But also has creates such sympathy for a character who's kind of been beaten upon in the world. And I think that, like, that movie has these moments <clears throat> of that. But also um, movies that kind of also re- revolve around that um, kind of thing is, like, uh, Jackson County Jail. It's a little Tommy Lee Jones movie. Uh, made in the 70s that has sort of like similar themes going on. A uh, film that actually the guy who co-wrote um, the original script of True Romance and Natural Born Killers, uh, 
uh, Roger um, Avery. Avery. Yeah. Um, made a movie called Killing Zoe, which I think has similar themes going on in it. It's about a bank robbery heist in France, and uh, about this you know safe cracker who falls in love again with a prostitute, and the prostitute saves him <laughs> in the end from getting killed. Um, love in a forty-five, which is a Renee Zellweger movie that I always think gets kind of overlooked. It has a great soundtrack to it. Um, also, the Frighteners, the the the, the B storyline in that with the. Jake Busey ghost uh-huh. is, is, is based the, off of uh, daughter, yeah. yeah it's based off of the the, the spree killings um, and then other two movies Jesus Son and Drugstore Cowboy kind of have the same sort of you know these two again um, these this hetero relationship between a boy and a girl and sort of like the sort of the the, the road trip kind of trials they kind of go through and in the end there are these characters that normally you would see on the street and just like have like probably not a lot of sympathy for them or try to avoid them but in the end you're having yeah oh god this scene. Speaking of nightmares, <laughs> I just I, I don't know, man. The scene just the scene just makes you really uncomfortable. <laughs> I heard they cut this scene out in some versions. I wonder why. It's like uh, John Kerry uh, past love bites. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, Speaking of which, uh, uh, yeah. So so flipping over into that, yeah, it's that true romance <laughs> uh, sequence. I think this is the part, by the way, where the spider, the spider comes across, yeah, across, across his head, across his face. So True Romance is something, it's something, it, again, it's like, it's making these two main characters sympathetic and, like, entertaining, who normally, in the end, like, are actually, like, you know, people that we kind of want to forget about, or, like, oh, they're just bad seeds and stuff like that. And so there's this, definitely this element of there, um, and I also just related to, like, kind of in uh, my, like, writing of how do you create characters that are like like maybe not likable but sympathetic or like you relate to but at the same time they're actually not good people so something like that like i don't know that's what i kind of took away from it uh from watching this movie again uh i love it it's definitely uh i don't know if it's like one of my favorite movies um there there are great moments in it there are times that also i feel like it's again like i always wonder like what if it was directed by someone else what would be the element giving to it uh, it also has like a great song by Soundgarden. <laughs> in True uh, Romance? In True Romance, yeah. Which song? Uh, I think it's Spoonman. So. <laughs> like in the background somewhere? Yeah, and, oh, sorry, it's Outshine. Sorry, it's Outshine. Uh, and I guess that's what kind of got Soundgarden a little bit more recognition in the oh, mainstream because really? of it. Oh. Yeah, it's. Because didn't they change all of Tarantino's music cues he had originally wrote in the movie? Oh, and I mean, then... there's another script entirely, yeah. but like, I think, you know, he just sold the script and. Yeah, and they, didn't. They, they did what they wanted with it. Yeah, I mean, they ch- well originally they had the structure was the same, and then they had a test audience with that, and they they hate and they didn't get the, how the movie was like backwards, <coughs> mm. and then they changed that out. Um, the non-linear style. There's more scenes of Christopher Walken <laughs> and and Val Kilmer as El- as the ghost of Elvis that were clipped out. Um, I do know that also. I think they cut down the violence. They had to some of the violence was cut out um, last minute. Certain characters getting killed off by other characters because that, you know, great standoff sequence at the end. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and then uh, and then <laughs> that mu- that music pro- the, the movie producer character uh, I think is something else. <laughs> it's like yeah. he's supposed to be always making fun of um, Joel Silver because uh-huh. of the experience that Tony Scott had on uh, Last Boy Scout 
which <laughs> and then Bronson mm-hmm. Pinoche. I mean, it's such a great cast of characters too. And it has a lot of good people. Yeah, Dennis Brad, Hopper's great in it. Yeah, Dennis Hopper, Brad Pitt. I think probably the best character in it. Um, just <laughs> stoner. Yeah, just living, you know, living on living on the couch, guy on the couch. So um, also Christopher Walken, very uh, very serious in that. Yeah, I think the Walken scene's good. I, it's it's funny that that's, that that scene sometimes for me. Is a great scene, but also in the end, is it really necessary? It is like you can almost clip that scene out and just like they found out about them in other ways. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gives them more of a sinister, but it's almost like that scene in its own is like so isolated from the rest of the film that you can almost like remove it. And you have like, oh, wasn't it like you know, like you could have that great scene, but does it really actually add to the story? It's one of those like moments of like, oh, that's like a writer's moment where yeah, it's like it's you very Tarantino. <laughs> it is. It's very Tarantino, or you know, like you can use racial language, but then make it entertaining, which is interesting. Like on that dynamic, he Fact, gets away with factual. Yeah, yeah. So true romance. Uh, you know, uh, you maybe uh, people who listen to this probably seen it, but give it another watch. Think about it. Things that I've talked about. Maybe we can talk. I'll come over to your house sometime. So. Chip Douglas. Yeah, I feel like uh, True Romance definitely feels like a Tarantino movie, even though he didn't direct it, but it still looks and kind of flows like one. It's glossy. Like, it's, it's, it's like glossy, the music, right? I'd say, is totally different. Than what I <laughs> the associate with it. But that's Hans Zimmer, right? The early Hans Zimmer. So. Yeah. So. But um, yeah. So yeah. True you, Romance. You got a, you got an interesting movie there, Chris. Uh, what you got right over there? It sounds it looks like a classic from the '90s, also. Um, this movie that I got um, came out 1992, right? 92. 92. Um, the year of Cattell. It is called Bad Lieutenant, <clears throat> starring Harvey Keitel, and probably uh, what I think now is probably the best thing I've ever seen him in. Um, <laughs> not for, the piano? Not the piano? I, I, I've i never seen that, honestly. Uh, I know he was nominated for something for that, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Some people think it's his best work, but I think this movie came out a little bit after. And then, uh, uh, man, does he, he he does some crazy things in this movie. Um, smoking crack. Uh, drinking every few seconds. Uh, <laughs> Might be real crack. We don't uh, know. Yeah, I was. I suppose I was going to ask you, any of those scenes, is like, I know, like, somebody that was on the film was actually, like... So Zoe Lund, yeah. who co-wrote the script with Abel Ferreira... In Bad Lieutenant, but I think I don't know if one of them didn't get writing credit or not. Um, but anyways, the girl who shoots him up in the bathroom—that's yeah, that's the, the, scene, yeah. that's the uh, so she was a, a performing artist, New York kind of uh, character named Zoe Lund, uh, and was also some, no one quite knows like they she dated Abel Ferrer, the director, on and off, but they were like fellow heroin junkies together, and so uh, yeah, that scene, but. Uh, I want to I want to hear more because yeah, there, there's um, definitely moments I I have from it that I can talk about. So so if anyone doesn't know, it's a it's a cop movie uh, about you know Harvey Keitel is the lead. Uh, he's probably like the worst uh, <laughs> the worst guy out there. Uh, that being said, I mean he's just not really a good cop. He's just uh, you know he's a gambler. He's you know he's just making side hustles all the time. There's like a, a famous uh, like was it World Series or Championship? The World going Series on is going the movie on. where it's like he yeah. keeps betting money on on all the games. To Mets got to bet on the Mets. <laughs> the yeah. Mets versus Dodgers. Yeah, the Mets. And then you just see him keep losing, and he just keeps making like double or nothing like typo deals. And then eventually he's just gonna have to. <laughs> 
pay up, but he doesn't want to pay up yet. He's just, you know, uh, on his way doing uh, basically every drug and that you can kind of think of in the in the movie. But what's the story, Chris? What's the story about? Oh well, the story <laughs> yeah. is, you know, about Harvey Cartel. He's uh he's investigating a a case uh, in which uh, a nun gets raped, and uh, you know they're trying to find the killers or not the killers uh the rapists, and uh, he's kind of like not really paying attention to the 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 case he's just kind of like in the background but he's interested um i feel like what what happens later when he actually talks to the nun kind of sets him up to like have this like epiphany and uh he kind of sees god at the end literally but uh yeah. <laughs> i think it's part partly in fact that you know he's just he's crumbling like he's doing all this like you know, crack. <laughs> he's doing crack one minute. The next minute, he's shooting up. He's just partying. He's just, like, passing out. He's just having a rough time. And he just keeps pushing through and just, like, trying to, you know, make money. Or I don't know what the the ultimate goal or end goal with him was. If it was just to make money or get himself out of the hole or... I don't know. Well, he's having a hard time, but he, uh... He kind of learns to... Uh... Or comes to terms with him himself being like this crazy addict and uh i feel like he kind of wants to do something good at the end even though what what he does is actually he finds the the rapists and then he kind of like he makes you think he's gonna do something like take him in or whatever but he he lets him go and he gives him some money right that's what was in that Mm -hmm. box he gives him some money and he's like you know you better go you better go like i don't know i kind of like didn't understand that a, a little bit Maybe you can uh, enlighten <laughs> on it. Well, I mean, I mean, like it's a sense I, of forgiveness. It is. I mean, I mean, I mean like, that's what the nun told him. You know, yeah, yeah. she's she's forgiven. She, she's, yeah. she forgives him. Yeah. He's like, who? Why? Like, would God love uh, the people who like hate him? Like, he would love them, right? That's that's basically what it's saying. But um, you're also getting like the worst human being scum, and then yeah. he finally does something right at the or doesn't maybe does something he shouldn't maybe do, but at the end does it, and then in the end, you know. But it's that's his redemption or whatever version of it. I mean, like he he sees like that you know like they're young kids and he wants to kind of give them a, a restart. Is that kind of accurate? Uh, I don't think it's a restart. I think in the end that he, when he has a sort of in his enlightened enlightenment like drug psychedelic experience with the, with the Jesus on the cross sequence and yeah, I think he just realizes in himself that you know it's like. He's he has he, he he really has no charge. He has no he can't he can't pick or choose because he's like you know he's the worst of the worst kind of thing. And I think in the end he's just sort of like and one with the nun told him. Cow glass. Oh my god, it is cow glass. Is he the guy who picks the book? Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. But what, what I thought was interesting now that I'm kind of thinking yeah. about it a little bit more is like, wouldn't he have been good uh, to turn these guys in? And there was like a bounty on their head, right? Like like a fifty fifty thousand yeah. dollar thing. But I feel like if he would have done that he would have just kind of kept going like he would have just done it for the money and just kind of yeah well, the same old he wouldn't thing. have gotten you know killed and then the end. what he was kind of saying <laughs> when he was he was tripping out was like where like where were you when i needed you like where was god when you know like i needed you right and like yeah he was just like no one helped him right is that that's kind of like what it's you can take <laughs> it into that into that realm that's uh, why i think I mean, he lets it, him go at the end like even though they're like you know, kind of bad people. I mean, I mean, they're bad people. They're not kind of. I mean, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah they're rapists. But it's just yeah. like, yeah. Why, why would why would someone like that want to have 
give them a second chance, you know? I mean, that's... I feel like that's just sort of like the end... The end... Well, I think that that moment in the end of it is sort of like he knows he's at the end of the road yeah. kind of thing and, and he could turn it all around and it's on it but it, it's not in his favor and he has that sort of that moment of enlightenment maybe you can also say uh, but at the same time it's like I don't know I, I think the movie to me is like a is a comedy so uh, I think it's like a very funny movie uh, my buddies and I used to when we were in Sunday school growing up we would joke around doing like now do your Harvey Cattell impersonation from Bad Lieutenant and she so would get up and just do like do the oh, arms yeah. cross and like yeah, sort yeah. of like ah, he's, tri- ah, he's tripping out like, there, yeah, right? like, like, yeah. he's, he's so tripping out in that so scene. so our, our teachers would be like what the hell's going on I'm like ah <laughs> they would be like what is this? what are you doing I mean, oh sorry sorry I got in and we'd be like oh I think God was talking to us there <laughs> like, we would just I mean, fuck with people his, his performance is just is just so well, crazy. Minor scenes, you know, with the two girls, you know, it's just like, t- tell me, tell me, uh, t- <laughs> yeah, that, that scene to me, just, I yeah, bust what is up going, What is going on? It's like he's just hanging out with these crazy people, or like, it's like a, uh, well, it's a drug den kind it's of It's a piece right? of power. Yeah. No, um, well, the, the, the girls he pull over, pulls over by the seven. Oh, no, car, that, that scene, scene, I mean, yeah. that, that shit is fucking... I mean, if if not one of the like crazier scenes in the, the movie, I think I it's mean, hilarious. Like, yeah, <laughs> show me, show me. I mean, like, like oh, man, that so, part is fucking crazy, and it's like he's just doing that on the side of the street. Yep. Like, and it's like random. Well, that's very New York. I feel like he's that's a New like, York kind of oh moment. Oh my god, the yeah. cop. Like that part. That's uh, yeah. definitely uh, the part I remembered from. Uh, seen it like previously but yeah well Christopher uh, Walken was really supposed to play him and yeah I guess that scene supposed to go longer where like eventually like it becomes they liked of, him well like he's like dancing in the street like they have like his like like his badge and his like gun and, and they're like partying like with him now yeah like, they're supposed to like kind of like it like his charm or whatever but yeah. it's like not that well it's carving to tell it's so like, sleazy and scummy a, yeah, and yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. one of those things it just like turns yeah. it into like a crazy a crazy crazy scene um yeah what are your What are your thoughts on the on the uh, the remake Protocol New Orleans? Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, I know about it. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage stars um, as bad lieutenant this time, but um, yeah, I've, I've he's actually seen it. he's like he's not really actually a bad cop. Like yeah. that's the interesting thing about he's that movie. He's he's, he's, he's got his own <laughs> issues, but he's not a bad cop. Like he's actually quite good at his job. Um, Is there drug use in it? Oh, profusely. I think yeah, crack cocaine is like the the other star of that movie. So, um, yeah. Hey, uh, Steve, you ever see Bad Lieutenant? I have not. Okay. I, uh, oh, you, should, uh, you should borrow it. You should, yeah, yeah. If you're in for like that, and Reservoir Dogs are always like the two back to back Cattell nice. performances. So yeah, it definitely has um, like a Reservoir Dogs type of. Yeah. I uh, I actually never officially met Har- uh, Abel Ferreira, but I. I did. I was in New York City one night for a screening of King of New York, and he had shown up. So they said they just found him in the alleyway. Um, oh, wow! wow. Uh, but he was he was talking a lot uh, talked a lot about just making movies in New York and how you can't really make movies like this, like King of New York, and this anymore. And, and he's like, he's like, I I don't even make movies anymore. I, I'm a restaurateur. Like I make re- I make I make restaurants happen. And then he like, but then he like pulled out of his coat like he had like this like you know sports coat with like you know like. <laughs> like an open, you know, button shirt, and he's like, and uh, and uh, but my next movie is right here, all right here on this drive. It's like this little mini zip drive and oh. stuff like that. <laughs> so, and I'm like, and, and then we're just like, and he's like, and and the cocksucker who made this movie, uh, you know, he he put his name first on the credits. I've never seen that in my life, you know, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, 
know, and, and that's why I'm moving to Rome. I'll see you later. So, so he's kind of like Gilbert Godfrey's, like, more, like, drugged out cousin or something like that. Like, yeah, Jeez. So. I mean, it kind of, like, uh, this movie kind of uh, made me think a little bit, like, at the, where, where he gets killed at the end uh, in front of Trump, Trump Tower. Oh, does you he? Know, it's, <laughs> not like, it's like, it's like I gotta rewatch that part. Yeah, I did it's not like realize he's it. pulling over, and then you don't know why he's pulling over. Probably, to, you know. So you're saying that Trump killed him? Did Michael Cohen? Well, Michael somebody, Cohen? Someone like colluded to kill Harvey Keitel <laughs> at the end of the movie. What was the dudes that he owed all the money to? Other uh, other great scene is the radio scene. I always love the scene where he's like, "You cocksucker!" And he's like, just oh, blows, he the blows the blows the radio. The radio. Off. We used to say that. We used to do that in Sunday school. Sometimes you'd be like, "Do it, do it, just say it." And you're like, and you'd tell him, "Be like, you." He's like, and then we wouldn't curse. We'd do like something like, "I was like, you mother sucker," and like all of a sudden, like, you're like, like, like. Yeah, he has his 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 gun drawn like like most of the time. He's the not, not even using it. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a part where I think he almost shoots somebody like on accident, but like he like just barely misses like when those, when those kids are <laughs> caught robbing the store again and, he's, and he's he a bad like, cop at the end of the day he's really yeah. he just like he just shoots like and then the kid, the kid was like whoa like he just shot me in the head point blank he just like just goes off cause he's just, just like, bad, oh, bad like, cop man he's just yeah he's he did really well in that but it's just <laughs> it's one of those movies it's like damn he, he gave it his all I think and uh, yeah. I it's I mean, it's a great film, but I think it I think on a second viewing again, Chris, you'll find how hilarious it is. <laughs> no, I was really like, I, I know what, what you're talking about, like, like when he talks to his kids and, and stuff like that. It's it's, it's kind of rough, but it's like that's every cut. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's real at the end. So, Steve, uh, what 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 you watch? Uh, so I watched a uh, film by John Carpenter. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> the uh, 1982, the thing, the uh, the first remake of the of the thing. Oh yeah, uh, it's a remake of the 1951, uh, the thing from another world from a uh, Christian Ivy. Yeah. Oh. And what was it also shown in? In what John Carpenter movie before that? Oh, what was it before that? It was they showed it. They it showed was in uh, Escape from New York, right? Oh, or, close. No. Uh, ooh. It's a big one. What Halloween? It's, in Hall- it's playing oh, it's in all, of, all the original yeah. Halloween movies. Wow. It's, 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 like they're watching it's the movie TV. they're watching on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They, they actually show, like, yeah, so that was, that was pretty awesome. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen it at least, like, a dozen times before. Um, but it was nice to, nice to get a nice refresher on it. Uh, and definitely uh, looking through the, the whole... John Carpenter and uh, Kurt Russell catalog. Like, I think I've got to go back and watch a few other ones in there too. Yeah, like which um, ones? Well, I I kind of want I want to find the uh, the Elvis TV movie. Yeah, it's around. Um, yeah, it's around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like yeah. three hours. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Three or four hours. Yeah, I heard it's great. I, yeah. I haven't seen it. I guess um, Kurt Russell reprised Elvis in another movie. I know. I, which one is it? Forrest Gump. <laughs> so, heavily, uh, so yeah, uncredited, but yeah. weirdly enough, he's, he's blurred out. He's the yeah. voice of Elvis. Yeah, but not, not the, the guy not the playing guy Elvis. Acting. The guy yeah. playing Elvis is the guy from Frighteners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Who has a big thing about, about Elvis? And he played that's Elvis funny. in several B movies also. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you should check out that one. Was it guarding the king or something like that? Huh. Protecting the king with the, it's based off of Elvis's stepbrother being his bodyguard. 
Nice. Back in the day, it's that guy from Frighteners playing Elvis. So. Heck yeah. Really? Again? So he's also yeah, reprising wow. as yep. well. Yeah. So. Interesting. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much. We're going to have to do Frighteners pretty soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that might be coming yeah. up. Yeah. So uh, definitely, I mean, the thing fits all the John Carpenter, like, you know, genres. Um, just long takes, dark worlds, uh, bleak situations. Uh, very reluctant heroes, uh, very sarcastic heroes as well. Yeah. Um, you got, of course, like Wolford Brimley playing Doctor Blair. Diabetes. <laughs> <Yeah>. The thing <laughs> of the diabetes has got me. Pre pre cocoon, <laughs> uh, Wolford Brimley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Keith David, who also is in uh, They Live with John Carpenter. Yeah. One of the best fight scenes ever yes. in the film. <laughs> I don't know if the it's the best, scene. but the longest. One of, one of the best. I don't know. That scene just The goes most on. ridiculous like reason <laughs> for, for a fight scene ever. ever. Yeah. It's just like, where, where are the glasses? Put them on! I don't want to wear the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, interestingly enough, I don't know. This is a little Black Panther trivia. Mm. Uh, so uh, Keith David actually played T'Challa in the 1994 uh, Fantastic Four cartoon. Oh, yeah. oh! <laughs> Not the so, Dr. Corman one, right? The no, the cartoon. It was, yeah, it was a, an animated. It was for the animated series. So, wow. one episode where Black Panther shows up. Oh, so. don't tell Chadwick Boseman. Dug in. That. <laughs> don't tell Chadwick Boseman that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think unlike unlike and also like John Carpenter movies, the the score well, the score interesting. <laughs> Is yeah. interestingly enough is done by Ennio Marconi mm-hmm. um, rather than John Carpenter, but still has that kind of John Carpenter feel to it. Um, and also, I believe, uh, was nominated for a Razzie for one of the worst scores uh, really? during that time as well. That's nuts. So Hollywood hated the thing. It <laughs> yeah. was, it was, was the one of the weirdest things on. ever. I mean, it actually ruined like people's careers in some yeah. ways. Uh, Carpenter could never get as bigger a bu- get as big a budget ever again. Yeah. Uh, I think Escape from New York or Escape from LA was like the next one. But mm-hmm. again, that it was that own story. For that. Um, but yeah, no, it's like that's it, gone on record many times. He's he said, "Well, it's great that everyone's showing up now, but where yeah. were you 20, 25 years ago?" It's yeah, like, right. Um, and then poor Rob Bottin like had a nervous breakdown <laughs> making making, making all the effects. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. It's, oh yeah, I remember that in the documentary. Yeah, which. Probably is caused by a little uh, a little thing called crystal meth, but uh, <laughs> that'll do it. Because if you kind of think about it, there's a lot of the creatures do kind of look yeah. like from what you've heard from crystal meth addicts. It's that's kind of when they start seeing things, those spores coming out uh, right there. Is that true? <laughs> I've, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. There's there's some things like yeah, like if you get into like well, Phil K. Dick Scanner Darkly, like the weird imagery, like that's based a lot of yeah. on his meth addiction. Oh wow! And uh, and like the creatures themselves, nice. yeah. Which, I don't know, has some of the greatest, like, jump scares, like, what the fuck moments in cinema history, I think, with the thing, especially the, the paddles. Oh, yeah. And the poor the dogs. Best, uh, and, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I can do without the dogs, I think, but... Uh, so what is the thing, Steve? The, what do you think is, is the, the thing? thing? What is the thing? The thing is just an alien... It's just a bunch of different aliens. Like, it seems like it's a, a group of aliens, mm-hmm. and they keep... Uh, basically just taking over bodies of people who are there. Because, like, originally I think it's, what, Norway is, is there? Yeah. yeah. And they all get killed. And the then, Legions. yeah, the Americans move in. 
and they essentially all get killed. Well, we don't know if they all get killed. Do you think it's just one alien or multiple aliens? I think it's multiple. But there's just one left. But there's just one left. Well, that we know of. Yeah. Because there could be more in the ship that they find, you know? That could have turned Um, somebody later that we can't see. Exactly. Are they also the evolution of of man? Like, essentially, they're the next (laughs) evolutionary thing. Yeah. Although although the... the, I don't know if he was a, phys- a physicist. I forgot the character's name. I want to say it was Gary, but um, the, he when he's climbing on the on the ship, he's like, looks like it's been here for at least like eight hundred thousand oh, years. Oh yeah, yeah. So, long, so yeah. it's so it's, it's the predator. Old, it's, it's the predator old, yeah, alien. Yeah, it ties yeah. all back into that. Yeah, it's an old ship. Yeah, <laughs> actually, like the opening shot of the ship crashing, like. Doesn't that happen in, in the thing? It's like a ship crashing into Antarctica, right? Like a long time ago before. Steve? I didn't see that, but... Uh, I think you're thinking of uh, like a movie yeah. called Predator? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's like the same shot that yeah. they, they show. It's like a ship just kind of... I don't know. I, I, I see a dog being chased in the helicopter, though. That's yeah. the opener. So. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's what I remember, too. Yeah, no, so. i got to rewatch it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I just watched it a few hours ago. Thing. Yeah, so, yeah uh, I did not see that. So. <laughs> it's, it's in the TV cut you saw. It could be. It's a blend of We're in that era of, like, we saw a lot of things on TV where they added little things here or there that weren't there, and then you watched it, and you're like, wait, is that in? And then... Nope, not not it's not there. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I think we got some of the best scenes near the end of the of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, like when when they're going through the hallway after the generators, uh, out or been as they find out later, it's mm-hmm. been taken. Um, <laughs> essentially, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like when they're just like fuck it, let's just burn the whole place down. <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest like long shots you can get. They're just going down the hallway yeah, and just blowing up. The entire the entire structure essentially, um, and then you get to see some uh, the the finale of it. You get to see some of uh, Kurt Russell's uh, baseball skills. Really? <laughs> throw, yeah. Throwing stick of dynamite, <laughs> <laughs> and then just the whole place just explodes. Um, but yeah, that was for real, right? That was I mean, part of it was a miniature, maybe, but I think they blew it up for real. Yeah, it, like, it looked like a lot of it was real. Yeah, if they actually let it go. Um, yeah. One thing I, I've heard is that uh, they actually. So I feel like the movie is it's two half like two halves, of like they they, they and they kind of connect together. I think the first half is this very like moody. You don't quite. It's this very cold, isolated film, and the second half becomes like this very more like action packed. Like clearly, Kurt Russell's the hero kind of yeah. character, mm-hmm. and I've heard that they that originally wasn't the case, and people like the studio complained, so they stopped filming. Yeah. to rewrite to make it clearly Kurt Russell the hero in the story yeah. when it was like supposed to be just like more of an ensemble like you can't really di- differentiate more between the two kind of thing kind yeah. of, and so if you kind of notice in the beginning it's not really anyone's movie yeah. and then it like in the second half becomes Kurt Russell Russell's movie takes it over yeah but I think the yeah. ending with uh, so what do, what do you think of the ending what do you, what's going on with the ending there Steve yeah. <laughs> I mean we don't we don't know what's going on with the ending they just kind of studio made them shoot something yeah. else though additional to it oh but, wait did I? Was that in it in the features? I don't know if it's in the features, but it's it was they did a test of it where uh, Kurt Russell was getting the blood test again. Oh, and, and, they, he, and they've they've rescued him, and then they're like, "Oh no, you're fine, you're good." Yeah. That's the end, kind of. Thing yeah, like yeah, um, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's it, it's nice that they kind of left it open though, because I it, yeah. I honestly like you don't know how many of those of the things are out there, you know. 
Uh, what is out there? Yeah. <laughs> like they they could there could be plenty more just kind of frozen in the snow. Well, it fits off of, uh, off a short story called Who Goes There. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all uh, it it's all uh, what an analogy for like the Red Scare essentially was was the original yeah. kind of intention of it. I also which, heard that it's relatable to H.P. Lovecraft's the, At the Mountains of Madness. Yeah, well, that's, so. that's kind of the vibe yeah. I get, like a miniature so, version of that. So yeah, same setting and same kind of kind of scenario but yeah and then uh, you can see like uh, obviously Tarantino took a lot of that movie for the Hateful Eight yeah I like, but I kind of like what he does with it though. movie yeah. yeah very identical movie also with Kurt Russell yeah like <laughs> and one and and one Coney. female character <laughs> and, and one female Coney, yeah. yeah yeah yep um so yeah oh that's funny yeah it's funny in that movie the thing you know when they did the flashback with the massacre no, i was kidding yeah. <laughs> right yeah so Tatum just shut him like Chaney Tatum, you're not even alive yet right like what's going on here? i think uh one of my one of my favorite creatures that they had was the little headwalker though yeah the, like, that was a really good little one, guy and, and, and like kurt russell gets like the uh, gets like the the reaction shot uh i, f- I forgot who says it but they're just like you gotta be shitting me. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the, like, the stoner guy, yeah. or the guy that's sort of smoking weed. He just spins around. He's just like, "Fuck!" I'm <laughs> <laughs> just gonna light this fucker on fire. <laughs> By the way, uh, Steve is sporting the Kurt Russell beard right now. Uh, yeah, I, think, yeah. Uh, I think you. I think we're, you could be in that movie. We could probably. Spin a little, we could refilm the thing. It's been a little frosty around here too. Yeah, one, it hasn't well, been. it's been cold out once, here in the bay Once the heat comes back, it's it's going away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll, uh, it'll get a little trim. Uh, yeah, I just trim it's, it's not getting shaved off. It's just yeah. getting. A trim. I wish I could grow a beard like yours. Yeah. I, I every time it just I in the middle, yeah, it gets it, lost. It about stuck. like two months in, it just gets thinned, and you're just like, oh, those are some weird mutton chops you got there. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> well, mine just gets itchy and I just can't stand it anymore. So yeah. I just trim it off and I'm just over it at that time. I don't know how yeah. Kurt Russell did it in this. Because he's Kurt Russell, man. Kurt ask Russell ask his son it. Wyatt. <laughs> Wyatt. Had Jim, yeah. or was it J&B whiskey? Or the... He's fucking That's Snake Plissken. I love his like... hat. His hat's great. His hat is great. His hat yeah. in the thing. It's just like some old miner's hat. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It fits him with the beard so well. He's just like, yeah. what are you going to a Grateful Dead concert? <laughs> he has like, that, like the Jim Morrison look. Like, like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that is the thing with the thing. Yeah. So it, it it does make me want to see the 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 second remake do, of the do, thing. Oh, the uh, the one with the Norwegians. Do, yeah. Well, yeah. it's supposedly with the Norwegians. Do, do, yeah. Thing, so isn't it like a prequel? Huh. It's a prequel, technically. Oh, it's a prequel. Yeah. Okay. I I tried first twenty minutes. Yeah. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but I and I think Joel Edgerton's in it too. But like it was like CGI, and I was like, I'm good. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give it a watch. Yeah, give give it a whirl. Yeah. Give it a whirl. So yeah. How many uh, of John Carpenter's movies have been remade already? Like, almost all of them? All of them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, speak, <laughs> speaking of John Carpenter remakes, I finally saw the uh, the Halloween... The, oh, the new, oh, the new, the new one. one. Yeah, that was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed, enjoyed it, it Enjoyed it? Yeah. I If I don't think about it too much, I liked it a lot. If I yeah. think about it too much, then I really started yeah. like, getting... like. They're, they're, the the honest trailer guys really did a great job making fun of the podcasters. How like they're oh, like yeah. the worst yeah. podcasters ever. Like yeah. like they're just like holding out the microphone. <laughs> and, like and like there's this wind clearly. Like yeah. like, like wait a minute. Like what kind of podcast is this? Like it's like knocking on people's doors. Like hello, can we come in? And you're like oh, not with any like prejudgment at all or calling, reaching people. Like 
you know. Oh, we should pay our pay pay for the interviews. And oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> and, then, and then the husband, the 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 father that's uh, Judy Greer's husband. Yeah. The worst character. Like, yeah, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, he, he gets killed though. So for, they, like they the, the parents do piss me off a bit because I'm just I think like Judy Greer's story has there, but yeah, one of those things. It's like how, oh how she trained her too. Yeah, she knows what to do too. Yeah, I, you, you would feel like Judy killed. Greer would just like snap into place and just be like, "Okay, I'm fucking taking charge," because like I yeah. know what the fuck's going on. But like the whole time, she's just like, "No, no, she's just being Cause, crazy." Because nothing's happened for like. Mom's 40 a years. drunk. She's crazy. Yeah. It's um, got to the point where it's just like four years are, have gone by already. Nothing's happened, mom. Like, what if like the husband? Here. What if like yeah. if the husband was Josh Harnett? I'd be like, H two O man, being H two O. That's the thing with oh, me yeah. in, in, the, yeah. in the Halloween remake is that because we already did, we already saw another version of I it. I know, yeah. Uh-huh. And if I was like 17 or 18 seeing Dale Gordon Green's new one, I would probably not like be like as critical of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time though, it's just like, like, if you don't think about it too much, you're making me think about it now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm always like. Just go in and watch it. You just, you just, you just watch it, you have a good time. Ooh. I like how they tie it up with, with Lori and what ultimately happens uh, you know she gets a lot of bad cred and then all of a sudden she's she's right and she's all this training she's been doing kind of helps in the end yeah but you still don't see if if Michael's dead like from the fire like they kind of just let him yeah burn. we'll see what they, I mean it means so much in money the, in the post credits they have him breathing too oh yeah, really? I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the credits well they, they grade the movie you know lean these in the grave yeah. you think like he's dead and then at the end he's like <sighs> yeah <sighs> You got him breathing in the mask, which is yeah. just like. Uh, so, <laughs> is that is that your recommend rewatch, uh, recommend watch of the week there? Um, yeah, yeah, that was that would be Halloween. Yeah, twenty eighteen. About the only thing I rewatched this week. Yeah, other it was supposed than to take place thing, after so. part two or before part two. It ignores part two, doesn't it? It ignores everything from two on. Mm-hmm. It's oh, just I thought a, it was after part two. Yeah. No, just so that, just oh, the first movie. They should have just waited after part two. Everyone, I don't. <laughs> why do they yeah. have to do that? I didn't write it. I'm not involved. Blumhouse made a killing. They don't give a shit. They made tons of money. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care. They made money off of it. Yeah, it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of into into movies that kind of break from the break free from that kind of uh, what you call it that that universe almost. If I can get just my like, oh, Jason go Friday Thirteenth in the snow movie, then I'll I'll be happy with yeah. that. Like, hey, you can Holy break from shit. that. Um, there was supposedly there was there talk about that for years. That would be great. Yeah, just like ha- nothing's happened with Jason in a long time. It's a rights of, issue. It's a rights issue. Yeah, right now. But I think Blumhouse is getting the rights because they just made that killing with the mm-hmm. Halloween series. Uh-huh. And yeah, they're probably gonna do Hellraiser probably also and like a re. Yeah, you know, you know how it is. Reconnection, I like that. Again, if I was like again 16, 17, 18 years old, I probably wouldn't care too much. But you yeah, know, but we've had all this, we've uh, had this, all this previous knowledge, and uh, grew up with all these movies. Yeah, I think I've seen all the Halloween movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, what 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 have you watched uh, this week, there, Chris? Um, yeah, I might as well talk about this one. I just uh, watched for the first time uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Ever. Two. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, referred to by <laughs> referred by Benji. Um, <laughs> I do like the first one a lot, and uh, I haven't really seen yeah. anything besides or after that besides the remakes, which I think are not as good. Um, the gore's good. 
the gore is yeah, good. Like the, uh, but yeah, the stories like the, are it's glossy. You know, it's it's shot well. They're they're shot well. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe give Leatherface a chance. The the one that just came out. <laughs> I'd also oh, the say newer one? the yeah. the one. It's made by these the same these French extreme horror filmmakers. Um, that one, if you don't think about it as a Texas Chainsaw movie, yeah. it's actually I think quite good. But but uh, yeah. yeah, part two was definitely um, gory and uh, different. From the first one, also directed by Toby Hooper. Yep, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. But stars uh, Dennis Hopper, for the most part. The Hops, the Hops. <laughs> well, and then, uh, and then Bubba. 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 <laughs> Bubba's kind of the star. Well, I mean, I think it's an ensemble piece in yeah. some ways. You got also the girl plays Stretch. Um, oh, what's her name? Wendy. Oh, let me see um, the back of this. Yeah, she she did good. Uh, I felt like they put her through a lot and uh, yeah, a lot, and then. Uh, she handles it pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chop Top, man. Chop yeah. Top. The yeah, Chop Top is, it's like someone I've always <laughs> heard of. Like, Chop Top this, or I mean like a lot of references, like t-shirts, whatever. Dog I just never, hunt. yeah, like this this <laughs> shot of him right here. Yeah. Like, that's like the, the iconic. Uh, supposedly, supposedly uh, Michael Keaton saw this and was like, I think this is, I gave him the inspiration of how Beetlejuice should be, because he was kind of, yeah, so quirky, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's <laughs> yeah, connected to that. Like, he's more like a PG-friendly Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean Chop, yeah. yeah, Chop Top was a little uh, too much for me. I'll, I'll admit that, but, uh, but like I said. I think it was a little know, bit too much like, for a lot of people I mean, at like, times. <laughs> this movie is kind of, you know, uh, viewed as, like, one of the worst, like, horror movies ever made. I, I think that's a, I, I don't know whoever created that. <laughs> who who did that? I don't know. I, I think this movie, I mean, it's, it makes me, makes me feel vile. It's, it's, in, but like in a good way, like as a horror fan would appreciate, you it's know? It's a Tom Servini graphic and, uh, makeup. And then I, and that's something I didn't know. I actually popped on the commentary for a little bit and, yeah. and cause I, I really like uh, his style and, you know, his guts, uh, <laughs> But uh, he did a really good job on this too. Like the effects is what kind of makes it different from the first one, without right. actually having uh, you know some pretty gnarly uh, kills, <laughs> like a chainsaw through the belly or a <laughs> chainsaw don't through die the easy head. In this movie. Um, yeah, just little things like that. Um, cutting, like the, cutting, actually cutting skin off with like one of those trimmer. What do you call those little trimmer things? Like the portable meat ones? trimmers. Meat yeah, trimmers? Yeah, yeah, little electric knives. You can just like yeah. slice some pieces of skin like off. Like the turkey oh, man, carver and shit. Like turkey. The, the harder, carver. harder <laughs> scenes to watch, um, just because it was just like, man, that's tough. <laughs> like having to sit next to your like friend and that's happening, and then yeah, and then I the think guy I, puts his, the actual face on you, and then like. Makes you wear it, and it's just like there's just so so much crazy stuff going on. What do you think of all the chainsaw action? <laughs> I think uh, the chainsaw action uh, from Dennis Hopper was really well done. He's like he comes in with like to kill uh, like this family or, or to get payback on this family, like the the Sawyer family, I guess they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sawyer. Um, is that even the uh, the original Texas Chainsaw uh, family, or yeah. is that a different family? No, it's the same it's family. The same it's family, all right? the same. Yeah, the yeah, Sawyer's yeah. are. But there's just many more uh, uh, family members that that show up throughout these movies, right? Sometimes like they, none of these guys it, were in well, part one, right? If you just connect one and two, are connected to each other. Yeah. Um, but then they they get weirder and weirder. Like, who's whose relatives? What kind of thing? Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa shows up, kind of like, like that. Kind of like inbred and stuff. Yeah, right? well, I mean, it's the whole the the meat fa- the meat factory got shut yeah. down, and but they want to start like their that. own meat factory kind of thing, right? Well, they they they're the top chili cooker, you <laughs> yeah. know, or you know, it's oh, got that hard shell corn pepper in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that, that part uh, kind of made me a little 
a little nauseous, but uh, I just like I, just I, was, the, I was I was like the Stephen Pyle that just comes I mean, on. I can do, the, I can, the cup like, like, I can do gore, man. Like I, I don't know, maybe it's just been a while, but like I gave you I some hard bre- ones to I was, watch. I was, I, eating bre- like. I was eating breakfast to this, and like it didn't really it didn't really <laughs> make me feel sick until later. So you're having some eggs, like yeah, some yeah. sausage egg McMuffin. Yeah, I made like I made like an omelet, and then like I was just I was watching it. No, no big deal. But then like once it gets towards the end, I was like, oh wow, I'm glad I ate. But uh, it wasn't that. I mean, like when he kicks the thing, he sees the thing leaking. He kicks the yeah. hole in it, and yeah. all this, all his extra parts come out. Yep. Oh man, because that looks so real. Yeah. That's probably why. Yeah. Oh man, Drayton Sawyer. Yeah, I thought it was just uh, a little weird that um, Dennis Hopper didn't have as much uh, screen time with his character. Just like she's just trying to. <laughs> Cut down like their, their house, and he's like lost in this maze that they've created down below. And he just, you know, he wants to take them back to hell, and he's just like running around with the chainsaw, like cutting all the two by fours so it all caves in. Yep. But he's got like three extra, or like two extra ones on the side. Like he's just like, oh my god, when he's he's trying all, all the chainsaws, and he's just like, you don't know what he's doing yet. He's like, why does he want to buy all these chainsaws? I thought it was just because he was trying to investigate like how like. Or what kind of chainsaw did this work mm-hmm. to the the car that got, that that crashed? Mm-hmm. Um, but now he was just getting it for protection because he kind of already knew <laughs> what he was getting himself into. Yeah, because uh, like they kind of say in the beginning is like no one can find you know these people that are doing these weird chainsaw murders, and it's just always been it's always going to be a part of Texas, and it's <clears throat> well you kind of know why now because it's kind of like an underground thing. It's a chili cook-off, man. It's all about the chili yeah, cook-off. That's, that's where I wish they would the go wind. spinning off more. It's just all about this chili cook-off kind of thing. Yeah, it kind of sets it up. Um, I don't know if they ever talk about that again. but No, they never um, do. You should, next Generation, you should check people. out. You should watch Next Generation and see how you feel next to that. It's not yeah. as gory, but it's just weird <clears throat> kind of thing. Well, yeah, it also reminded me of, of Nothing But Trouble, which is kind yeah. of like the, yeah, the, the, the PG-rated version. Yeah, it's somewhat like a crazy, a crazy oh, family. Texas Chainsaw, yeah. Yeah, but totally different uh, story-wise. Yeah. But that's what I rewatched or watched for the first time. Um, can't think of anything else, really, mm-hmm. besides Cable Guy two times. Cable Guy. <laughs> I guess that counts as a rewatch. He's curious. He's funny. He's the Cable Guy. Um, <laughs> what have you watched oh, recently? So I was a part of the unnamed found footage film festival uh this past weekend and so i caught a couple films whether love them or hate them in the horror industry is found footage films Mm -hmm. and um and i think that that particularly um i just wrote down some of the ones that i watched uh particularly one short film that i really dug that uh local uh oakland filmmaker made uh on his iphone called snake bite uh, that I, his name's Charlie, uh, I didn't get his last name, I was looking it up just real quickly, but, um, he made this little short where essentially he pretended to get bit by a snake, and it's just sort of the reaction, his, his body starts, uh, peeling and getting infected, and slowly you see him picking at it, and I think, uh, quite a good little, like, couple minute short that I've mm-hmm. seen in, uh, in a, in a lot of other things, and was proud, proud to be playing it with one of my shorts, which is called Life is Cheap, but... Uh, we'll talk about that some other time. And uh, but I saw a couple films that uh, definitely one in particular I was pretty blown away by. It was called The Night Trip at the film festival. 
uh, saw it on a Friday and uh, was hearing things about it that it was actually a movie that was made in 1993. And the director just canned it for a long time, uh, showed it maybe a couple film festivals in the 90s, but then moved on uh, to working in D.C. for the government and just kind of didn't uh, make movies until recently. He's been like doing some pilot TV shows, like kind of psychedelic Anthony Bourdain. But uh, The Night Trip is quite an interesting find. Uh, the director's name is Matt, uh, Matthew Levin, and he recorded his friend Michael, who was a night taxi driver in Eugene, Oregon, and it explores the seedy underside of the Pacific Northwest, the blend of, and it blends like real footage and scripted uh, footage um, that is really funny and really creepy. Um, I mean, there's this one character that they pick up and then drop off at a titty bar and then pick him back up again like an hour later. And I guess it was a real guy. His name was Mike. And he like essentially was like in the 90s, the pre-Trumper kind of thing. He just goes into these insane rants about how he's essentially going to move to Russia and his only his family has there. And just like just a lot of these intimate like moments that people have uh, with, you know, that they would only tell like their cab driver. And somehow uh, Matt and his buddy Michael like were able to luck out and film like half of these like characters in eugene oregon so i really really enjoyed it it's called the night trip and hopefully uh this uh, matt levin will like get it released at some point it's not really well known uh i mean he again like scrapped he canned it for you know almost 26 years what, what um, for you just couldn't get it distributed um i think it? it was just at a time where he was from Oregon. he was he's i guess originally from la but was in film school at oregon and I think was living in Portland and didn't really have was making any living making being a filmmaker in the '90s out there. Even though they have like a, they've always had a, like a small scene of filmmakers, and he just I think uh, kind of life kind of came at him and got a job offer in D.C. and then just sort of you Speak know became the suburban <laughs> dad kind of guy. And so yeah, um, but another film I kind of recommend checking out, even though it's not it wasn't the greatest. <laughs> Uh, oh my lord! Uh, <laughs> we're watching some comedy bang bang here. Uh, it's called Entrum, which is considered the most deadliest film ever made. Entrum. Entrum, yeah. A N T R U M. Entrum. Okay. Uh, for any of you, uh, you know, uh, fans of uh, Anton Lavey or something, it probably has some connection there about the devil. Uh, but uh, it's a supposedly the most deadliest film ever made. It supposedly had like a history of killing. You know, it killed an audience in Budapest. Like a fire broke out during the screening of it. Because and, it's about Satan. Oh, uh, it's about Satan or something. But, you know, it's just like this, there's a fun little doc in the beginning about people, like, saying, oh, watch out for the symbols, and there's things in here. And then oh. it's about, like, this uh, kid and his sister go out in the woods, and they start digging a hole to, like, bring, you know, to rescue their family dog, who, like, I guess the mom said had gone to hell instead of heaven. Oh, wow. And, uh, but then, like, you actually watch the movie, it's like, it's just, um, it, it's just a low, it's a low budget, sort of, sort of well shot um uh movie that's supposed to play like it's from the 70s but it really was made like only a couple years ago and uh-huh. and the the filmmakers were pretending that like they're like oh we, we've never even watched the movie actually we just made the documentary even though they're the ones who clearly made the movie like the whole yeah. thing um uh, but you could probably find <laughs> interim somewhere i recommend just as a fun thing to maybe fuck with your friends about you know like oh hey i got this movie it's supposedly the most deadliest film alive, and you put it on, and <laughs> people are like, you know, like, oh man, like anyone who watches afterwards supposedly dies uh, yeah, within twenty four hours. The whole ring thing. <laughs> yeah, the whole ring thing. <laughs> Speaking of the ring, uh, and then another one I got to watch uh, that opened the film festival, 
Uh, my so the people who run it, by the way, are uh, this really cool uh, group of people from the Overlook Theater, uh, Russell Fisher, um, Osana, and uh, Clark Little, and then uh, Madeline also uh, runs it. Can't remember Madeline's last name, uh, but uh, sorry, Madeline. Um, but uh, they they put they're really big fans of found footage, and so they they kind of curate the stuff from all over the world. And we got to watch uh, for the opener uh, par- is par- Paranormal Activity Two, Tokyo Night, which is the Japanese sequel to Paranormal Activity, <laughs> and actually it's quite good. <laughs> um, but the only unfortunate thing is is that uh, the bootleg DVD we we're watching it on in the theater uh, decided to take a dump like the last ten minutes, so I don't uh, know the ending oh. to this movie. Right when it's going crazy, maybe that's how it ends. So maybe that's the Antra movie. That's yeah. really if I can see the ending, then I die. Yeah, it, doesn't, it, doesn't let you, it doesn't let you watch the ending. But uh, I've never actually seen oh, any Paramount Activity movie. I've, I don't. Know, have you guys seen? Any? I've, I've seen uh, the first one. I've not seen any of them. So uh, I Russell gave me a copy of. He was just giving out like found footage movies. He gave me a copy of the marked ones. Marked ones. Yeah, uh, maybe 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 we can watch that for. Uh, uh, an episode of uh, East of Lake Merritt or something. Maybe to twist it up a little bit. Uh, but I definitely makes you want to go back and now watch the Brown Activity movies, like, in that order kind of thing. Yeah, Though I keep hearing yeah. 4 is really bad, so... Yeah, I can't really tell them apart. I definitely saw the first one because it takes place in San Diego, or is filmed in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh... So that's the connection with this movie, is that the girl, the sister in Tokyo Night, is this Japanese girl who, I guess ran over that girl in San Diego and then gets sent home with two broken legs. And so the ghost follows her oh, her there. That's the whole twist of the movie. <laughs> That's all it's connected. What's that twist? So, yeah, but she's like, like not no she got two broken legs, so she's like in a wheelchair all the time, like screaming. Oh, <laughs> so it's like it's rear kinda, window. It's kinda yeah. torturous. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a really good little movie, I thought. Um but uh but yeah those are the movies I, I recently rewatched. I mean I saw Alita, which was fun. You but saw it? It was good? It was good. I mean, nothing nothing to write home about, but uh, hopefully they'll get their sequel. You know, it's it's a fun series. If, you know, they have a lot to pull from from the anime. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that was essentially, in a nutshell, what I've seen. So, but yeah. Uh, gentlemen? I think we, uh... uh is yeah. that a wrap? I think that is a wrap. That is the end of the, end of the episode. We'll figure yeah. out what the movie we're watching next week. I think I gotta. I think I'm gonna might throw throw one out there. I think it's in that pile. I think we need to. I think we need to go. I think we need to go for our milestone episode. Uh, yeah, I think that might be the one. What? <laughs> what um, uh, another. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll, we'll keep comedy. the keep that uh keep that on the download. We'll talk about it next week, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. This is right. Uh, East of Lake Merritt signing off. Yeah. This I'm is, Benji. This is Chris. And Steve. Farewell. Good night.